the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Bill Carl, in for Bill Bunkley, just for this 3 o'clock hour. Thanks so much for listening to the program today. Bill, of course, is in Tallahassee, making Christian conservative voices heard as uh, bills are brought up and voted on. And he is actually in one of those meetings right now uh, trying to determine which way this state will go on some very key issues. He'll have more for you later on with that. In the meantime, we thought we'd share with you just a bit of the address given by Pastor Philip DeCourcy at our 2019 Pastors Appreciation Day last week at Armature Works. Here's Pastor DeCourcy. Listen to Paul's words, 2 Timothy 2, verse 8 through 13. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is a faithful saying. For if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. If you read the story of Ireland, in 1916 there was an uprising where many in Ireland wanted to throw off British rule. One of the leaders of that Irish rebellion was a man by the name of Eamon de Valera who became the first prime minister of the Irish Republic. There's a famous story about him, and I want to use this morning to introduce my subject because while he was preaching and proclaiming sedition in a little town called Innes, in the middle of Ireland, the British arrested him. They thought, you know what, we'll throw this guy in jail for a way. We'll cool this political hothead down. And after a few months, they release him. And according to the story I read, Eamon de Valera goes back to the town of Innes, stands right in the place where he had been arrested. The crowd gathers, and here's how he begins his speech. As I was saying before I was interrupted. Now that's a man on mission. That's a man on message. I want to remind every pastor, every evangelist, every servant of Jesus Christ this morning, the ability to plod, the ability to persevere in a definite direction is without doubt one of the keys to success in life, ministry, marriage, business, sports, resoluteness, fixedness, grit, determination, perseverance, focus, endurance. These are the words that belong in the vocabulary of spiritual champions. Life is hard. Anybody want to witness to that this morning? Ministry is tough. Success doesn't jump on your lap and say hello. It takes hard work. It takes plodding. As William Carey said of his time in India, you want to know my genius? I can plod. God's servants are plodders, perseverers. Success usually surrenders to enduring endeavor. 
Isn't that why Paul says in Galatians 6 verse 9, don't be weary in well-doing? For if you sow, you'll reap in due time if you don't faint. Hebrews 10 36, you have need of endurance. You have need of perseverance. And I think that's a message to all of God's servants. Perseverance is the answer when there is no answer. Maybe you're in the doldrums this morning. Maybe it looks like things are kind of not moving in the direction you'd like or at the speed you'd like. Perseverance is the answer when there is no answer. So I want to go to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 8 through 13, because here Paul encourages his protege in the faith, Timothy, to persevere. Faithfulness and fixedness is the theme that's sown throughout chapter 2. Let me show you this. In chapter 2, verse 1, he says, Be strong in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 3, he says, Endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. In verse 5, he says, I want you indeed, uh, verse 6, sorry, to um, be like a hard-working farmer. I want you to be, verse 5, like a competing athlete, both images of hard work, sacrifice, and endurance. Scroll down to verse 10. Therefore, Paul says of himself, I endure all things for the sake of the elect. Look at verse 12. If we endure, we shall reign with him. I think you get the message. Paul is encouraging this young pastor to indeed persevere. And it was a timely theme for several reasons. One, Timothy's own temperament. Timothy was rather timid, more of an introvert than an extrovert. He would rather run from trouble than towards trouble. That's why Paul in chapter 1 has to say, Hey, Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Let no man despise your youth. He was easily intimidated, easily shaken. Secondly, he was about to lose his um, handrail in the ministry. Paul said, the time of my departure is at hand. Timothy was his son in the faith. He had lent on Paul's shoulder throughout his ministry, and this mainstay in his ministry was about to go. On top of that, throughout this letter, you have the theme of apostasy going on within the church. In chapter 1, verse 15, Paul talks about how many in Asia have departed from me. In this very chapter itself, he'll talk about two men, Hymenaeus and Philetus, who deny the resurrection in the future of the saints of God. They said it's already past. Chapter 4, Paul will bemoan the fact that there'll come a day in the life of the church when God's people will not endure sound doctrine. They want fluff. They want froth. They don't want meaty exposition that goes over 22 minutes. Paul's worried about that. And you've got a hostile culture. A hostile culture. Timothy was ministering into the headwinds of a hostile culture where men love pleasure, money, and themselves rather than God. So you put that all together, that's, that's that's a catastrophic cocktail for Timothy. And so Paul wants to kind of beef him up. Paul wants to put under his nose some spiritual smelling salts to keep him in the fight. And so what we have here in the passage I'm looking at are four good reasons to persevere. Number one, the empowering reality of the resurrection. Number two, the unstoppable power of the gospel. Number three, the the glorious work of evangelism. Number four, the promise of eternal reward. 
You want a preacher's outline? You've got a glorious win. You've got a glorious word. You've got a glorious word. And you've got a glorious welcome. That'll keep you going. So let me break it down for a few moments as time allows us. Let's look at this first thought. What I call a glorious win or a glorious victory or a triumphant reality. Look at verse 8. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead. That's the wind that ought to fill your seal in the ministry. Paul wants Timothy to resurrect this faltering, his faltering resolve in the light of Christ's empty tomb. Paul wants Timothy in his mind to go back again and again to the thought that the grave has been conquered, that death has been vanquished. He, he talks about that, doesn't he, in chapter 1, verse 10, about how the Lord Jesus has abolished death and brought life and immortality through the gospel. How great is that? How glorious is that? You've got the minister with that as your backdrop. I like what Tony Meredith says in his comedy in 2 Timothy. He says this, write this down. When your tank is empty, remember the tomb is empty. It's a good word. This is... um, This is in the imperative mood, the present tense, the active voice in the Greek. You say, what does that mean? It means it's a command. It means it's a continual action, and it's something you've got to bring yourself to do. Monday morning, when the tank is empty, remember the tomb is empty. That Jesus is leading us in triumph. When your hopes are buried, resurrect the thought of the resurrection. Timothy was to resurrect and keep alive the truth of the resurrection. It was to be at the front of his thinking and his theology. Paul admonishes him, and this is interesting, guys and girls, he admonishes him not to forget the unforgettable. I mean, he says here, remember that Jesus has been raised from the dead. Parenthesis, like you could forget that. In practice, you can't. Oh, it's in our theology. And it's in our doctrinal statements. And you'll be the first to defend it should anyone question it. But do you live in the good of it? The experience of the resurrection, day in and day out. You know, that's what we're being called to do. To admonish ourselves to remember the resurrection, that unforgettable fact. Because our minds are notoriously fickle. Mental lapses are real and dangerous in the ministry. You can get into a fog, an emotional tailspin, and forget that which is real. In fact, let me give you an example of this in the life of the people of Israel. It's hard to imagine this, but this is what happened to them. Psalm 106, verse 19 to 21. They made a calf in Herob and worshipped in the molded image. Thus they changed their glory into the image of an ox that eats grass. They forgot God their Savior, who had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, awesome things in the Red Sea. Therefore he said that he would destroy them. Isn't that amazing? They forgot the miracles of Egypt. They forgot the unforgettable. We, we need to be constantly reminded to remind ourselves. I was lying in bed recently talking to my wife about something. I said, you know what, would you remind me in the morning to do that? Have you ever done that? She said, sure. And the lights were out. Next thing I hear something hitting the floor of the bedroom. I said, what was that? She said, oh, she says, that's the coaster from my bed. I came that I throw it on the floor so that I can remind myself to remember what you want me to remember. 
I go, you tell me I'm depending on you to remember when you need a mat on the, a mat on the floor to remember, to remember what I've told you to remember. But we're all, that's what we're like. And it's the spiritual counterpart is that. How we can forget the reality that the grave has been conquered. Jesus has ascended, lives to make intercession for us, has sent the Holy Spirit who indwells us, who makes the resurrection real. Because the resurrection, biblically speaking, isn't just a past event, and it isn't just a future expectation. It's a present experience. The power that raised Jesus from the dead, do you realize this? Is it working you and me? We've already experienced the spiritual resurrection. We were once dead in our sin. But he's made us alive in Jesus Christ. We've been regenerated. God's at work in our lives. The old is passing. The new is coming. And it's all moving to a physical resurrection and a state of glory. All of that is at work right now. And we forget it. And we shouldn't. Remember the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, Paul speaks about the, the work of God in us, equal to the power of the resurrection in Ephesians 1, 19 to 20, and Ephesians 3, 21. But here's a verse that interests me. Colossians 1, verse 11. Paul's going to pray for them. I want you to hear what he prays. In Colossians 3, verse 11, he, he makes a, a striking statement that kind of ties in with what I'm saying. Listen to this. Sorry, not Colossians 3, Colossians 1, verse 11. Having prayed that they would walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, he says this, that you might be strengthened with all might according to His glorious power for all patience and suffering with joy. That's, that's striking, isn't it? And, and I want you to think about that little statement that His glorious power is available to us to strengthen us. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, FM 102.1, The Bill Bunkley Show. Bill in Tallahassee, he'll be with us later on in the broadcast today. And we'll be back in just a minute with more. Pastor Philip DeCourcy from our 2019 Pastors Appreciation Day event. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world, walk the ancient temple steps, touch the Western Wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes, the list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. Join Mike Gallagher for the Stand with Israel Tour. Call to book 800-247-1899 or click Stand with Israel at letstalkfaith.com. Hi, this is Jim Daly, inviting you to join me in Tampa on November 13th for Focus on the Family Live. Join us for a live taping of the Focus on the Family broadcast with popular speaker and author Emily Coulson, plus live music from Aaron Schust, and more. A limited number of free tickets are available, so register today. 
Register for your free tickets to Focus on the Family Live November 13th here in Tampa. Details at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. Sundays at noon, listen to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, pastor of Mission Hill Church. If I want spiritual growth to happen in my life, it doesn't just happen by accident or by sitting in a church pew. I've developed spiritual disciplines and and healthy habits. I I have to make a choice. I, I have to choose. I have to be purposeful if I want to live according to God's purpose. Sundays at noon on Faith Talk, AM 570, 910, and streaming at letstalkfaith.com. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Faith Talk. I'm Bill Carlin for Bill Bunkley, who returns uh, not too long from now. He'll be back for the program a little bit later on. But as you may or may not know, Bill is often in Tallahassee at key times, helping lawmakers see the Christian conservative side of things and making decisions forthwith. And that's where he is right at this moment. We'll catch up with Bill in just a little while. In the meantime, back to Pastor Philip DeCourcy and the message he shared with our pastors last week at our Pastors Appreciation Day. His might is the might of a sovereign creator who brought the world into being out of nothing, of a miraculous savior who brought his oppressed people out of Egypt, of a majestic deity who showed himself in thunder and lightning at Sinai, of a triumphant life giver who brought Jesus Christ back from the dead through the resurrection. We need have no fear that his resources will be inadequate. He can more than strengthen us for the task. He may be feeble and inadequate, We may be feeble and inadequate, but no matter what, he is not. That's the point. Remember the Lord Jesus Christ raised from the dead, and the power that raised him from the dead is not working you through the indwelling Holy Spirit, and he can strengthen you. Don't pray for tasks equal to your strength. Pray for strength equal to your tasks. You know, my daughter, Laura, told me recently, in fact, uh, she went out with one of the deacons in the church who had just bought himself a new sports car. It was a a Corvette Z06. If you know anything about cars, if you're a bit of a petrol head, I mean, the stats on this car is amazing. 650 horsepower, not the zero in three seconds, top speed of 200 miles an hour. So this deacon came by our house one day, picked up my, my, my middle daughter and took her out for a drive. And on the way back, he let her drive the car back from Newport Beach uh, back to our home. And as they came home. I said, how did it go? She says, oh, Dad, it's unbelievable. The power. So she goes away, and he said, you know what? I, I said, she says, on the way back, for a, for a good period of the time, she never went above 25 miles an hour. I mean, she's sitting in this thing. She can feel the power. She realizes, too, it's worth $100,000, so she doesn't want a fender bender. And she's driving this thing, and you can feel it. It's like sitting in an Abrams tank, you know. It's just rumbling with power. And there, she won't go above 25 miles an hour. Stan says, come on, punch it. And she punches it all the way up to 40 miles an hour. And, I, and, she, and I, he told me, at that point, she goes, wow. And him and I had a bit of a laugh. And then later on in the day, I laughed at myself. Because that's a wow that's unworthy of a Z06. Wow, at 40 miles an hour, come on. You're not, even, you're not even quarter of the way there. And you know what? I, I wonder sometimes is my worship experience of God, that wow was way short of what can be, what should be, and what is ours in Jesus Christ. Remember the Lord Jesus Christ raised from the dead. When your tank is empty, remember the tomb is empty. 
The throne of God is filled. The Spirit has come and he's at work in us. And Jesus Christ is building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail. There's not only a glorious win, there's a glorious word. Let's keep going in the text. Time's going to move here on us. A glorious word. Verse 9. For which I suffer trouble. Speaking about the gospel there. I, I suffer trouble for the gospel as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But notice this, but the word of God is not chained. So it's not only a glorious wind that encourages us to continue. There's a glorious word, the gospel, the triumphant gospel. Paul wants to steal the resolve of Timothy by reminding him that despite attempts to thwart his ministry, whether the world, the flesh, or the devil, the internal foe, the external foe, the infernal foe, whatever it is, Paul wants him to know that the gospel ministry will not be thwarted, that God's word will triumph in God's world. The word of God cannot be bound. Now, the message can be bound. Paul was a prisoner. Read chapter 1. He tells us here he's suffering as an evildoer. That's the same Greek word that's used of one of the thieves on the cross. Paul was being treated like a criminal. And it looks like it, if the Democratic Party has it, we'll start to be treated like criminals in our own country for preaching the word of God or standing for biblical sexuality. But Paul is suffering it then as a prisoner. But the word of God is not bound. The messenger is bound, but the message is not bound. In fact, Paul tells us that very fact in chapter 4 before he's done. He'll tell us in verse 16, at my first defense, no one stood with me for all forsook me. May it not be charged them. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me to all the Gentiles. They haven't stopped me. They haven't shut me up either. In fact, Paul is experiencing in his second imprisonment what he experienced in his first imprisonment. The way they could shut him up, they couldn't shut him up. They couldn't hinder the word of God. They couldn't chain it. They couldn't imprison it. They couldn't incarcerate it. Because when he writes to the Philippians in his first imprisonment, chapter 1, verses 12, 18, he says, hey, let me tell you what's happening to me. These things have fallen out for the furtherance of the gospel. The gospel's still advancing. Although I'm stuck in a uh, room 10 feet by 10 feet. In fact, if you go to the book of Acts, chapter 28, verses 30 to 31, what, is it, what, do, what do we read? Towards the end of that book, we read that Paul's under house arrest, and he says this, and I'm preaching the kingdom of God and teaching things concerning Jesus Christ, no one hindering me. I, I, I learned through one of the commentaries that the last word in the Greek book of Acts is unhindered. That's the last word in the book of Acts. It, it's, it, it's an adverb. You usually don't finish with an adverb, but it, the purpose is not grammar. The purpose is theological. Paul is, Luke is writing the, the, the early church's history, and he finishes with this, unstoppable. Wow. Unstoppable. Unhindered. 
I'm going to give you preachers something to think about. The next time you look at the book of Acts, think about this. This was shared with me some years ago. The book of Acts is really seven sermons stitched together with some narrative. And throughout the book of Acts, you'll find this refrain, and the word of the Lord grew, and the word of the Lord prevailed, and the disciples multiplied. And Paul finishes there, and Luke gives us the record of it, Paul's preaching unhindered. Read the book of Acts. There's persecution, political censorship. Paul was shipwrecked, thrown off course. I mean, you can go down the list, but it doesn't throw God off course. It doesn't stymie the church, and the gospel doesn't get shipwrecked. But here's the point. Preach the word. I'm Bill Carl, in for Bill Bunkley. Bill will be back a little bit later on uh, in the program uh, as he finishes up some key duties in Tallahassee today. We've been listening to Pastor Philip DeCourcy and the address he made to our 2019 Pastors Appreciation Day attendees last week. It's a powerful message. I hope you'll stick around for more of that. Also know this, that today when you make a gift of $30, you can provide clean water for a family in need. Gospel for Asia in reaching out to countries, at least 16 of them in the Asia Minor area, has been so active in sharing Christ and sharing clean water with those in need of both. And your gift of $30 allows a family to have that resource. To share your gift and to learn more, go to letstalkfaith.com and look for the Gospel for Asia Share Clean Water banner. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockster. Good news, bad news for British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. For the first time since Britain's chose in 2016 to leave the EU, lawmakers voted for a Brexit plan, backing by 329 to 299, a bill to implement the agreement Johnson struck with the EU last week. But then just minutes later, legislators rejected his fast-track timetable to pass the bill, saying they needed more time to scrutinize it. The vote went 322 to 308 against. Johnson had planned to push the bill through the House of Commons by Thursday, but now he says he'll pause the legislation until the EU's decided whether to agree to delay Britain's departure October 31st. Two weeks after a blacking out of much of northern California, Pacific Gas and Electric is warning dangerous fire weather could prompt another shutoff starting Wednesday to about a half million people. This is SRN News. Across America, it's snoring season. Right now, 90 million Americans make this sound every night. Snoring can be caused by breathing through your mouth when you sleep. If you have a blocked or narrow nose, then you're more likely to open your mouth to breathe, causing snoring. Thankfully, there's mute. An ingenious Australian invention that could quiet the snoring season once and for all. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device that sits inside the nose, supporting your airway and keeping it open while you sleep. You'll breathe more easily through your nose and snore less. In fact, in trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute, allowing them both a better night's sleep. Put snoring season to bed, America. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. 
Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Weekdays at 1 p.m. Don't miss Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. The one who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not, and never did know him. For God is love. He is the originator of love, and it is an enduring attribute of his nature. Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Weekdays at 1 on Faith Talk 570, 910, and online at letstalkfaith.com. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast, Coast Tax. We started our company 10 years ago in an effort to help our fellow Christians experiencing tax issues resolve their matters by taking a simple three-step approach. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys that specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We're also a small firm who will treat you like family, not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel. But with many advisors, they succeed. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176. And together, we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Human trafficking is modern-day slavery, and it happens in our own communities. Victims can be any gender, age, or race. Join the Department of Homeland Security's Blue Campaign to learn how to recognize and report this heinous crime. Visit our website at www.dhs.gov slash blue campaign. That's www.dhs.gov slash blue campaign. Your second look could be their second chance. This is segment three of the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl, subbing in for just a little bit longer as uh, Bill is finishing up some key moments in the committee meetings in Tallahassee this afternoon. I'm sure he'll have a full report on that. And we have full details for you right now on how you can win $1,000 taking our app survey at letstalkfaith.com. But right now, let's return to Pastor Philip DeCourcy and the message he shared last Thursday with our pastors at Pastors Appreciation Day and Armature Works. Don't let anybody stop you preaching the unstoppable word. The words that spoke the world into existence cannot be held ransom by anyone or anything in the world. The gospel is a triumphant word that cannot be silenced or stopped by the works of man or the laws of government. The gospel advances with irreplaceable, irresistible divine power. God's word does not return unto him void. It will accomplish that to which he sends it. So remember this. The word of God is not bound by time and by space. Someone can be saved by the sermon you preached last Sunday night in another place at another time. The word of God is not bound by time or space. It's not bound by hard hearts. The worst of sinners has already been saved. The word of God is not bound by evil times. In the midst of some of the darkest hours in human history, revival has broke out and reformation has come. As old Vance Havner said, at the lowest point of the tide, you'll find the turning of the tide. The word of God is not bound by Satan. It is not bound by censorship. It is not bound by inept preachers. You ever drop the goose egg on a Sunday? Of course you have. 
I don't say that to, 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 to excuse your lack of study or my lack of preparation. God forbid that we come into the pulpit unprepared. But, but I want to remind myself that God can overcome my ineptness. And, and the Sunday I felt like a failure was the very Sunday God perhaps decided to put his power on display. Let me tell you the story of Spurgeon quickly. You know his conversion. Spurgeon, one of the greatest preachers in church history, called the Prince of Preachers. He was called by someone the Prime Minister of England. He was saved in a little primitive Methodist church on January the 6th, 1850. He wasn't even meant to be in the service. But a snowstorm had come in preventing most people to get out of church. So that little primitive church that night was pretty empty. Only a dozen people showed up. Because of the snow, the preacher couldn't get there. Because of the snow, Spurgeon didn't get to the church he wanted to go to, so he ducked out of the snow into this little church. One of the lay men decided to step into the breach, got up and started preaching. After about five or ten minutes, he had shot his load. He preached from Isaiah. Looked to the ends of the earth and be saved. Pointed to Spurgeon and said, Young man, you look miserable. Look to Jesus Christ and be saved. His grammar was poor. His logic was shallow. His sermon was short. He sat down. Everybody went home without realizing that night, C.H. Spurgeon came to faith in Jesus Christ. Several weeks later, he was baptized joined a Baptist church. When he told his mother that, she said, you know what, Charles, I'd prayed you would get saved, but I never prayed you'd become a Baptist. (laughs) He replied, Mother, God has answered your prayers exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Listen to what Spurgeon says. I want to hear every pastor to hear this. If your work is small and your numbers are limited, you listen to what Spurgeon says. Don't hold back because you cannot preach at St. Paul's Cathedral. Be content to talk to one or two in a cottage. You may cook in small pots as well as big pots. Little pigeons can carry great messages. Even a little dog can bark at a thief, wake up the house, and save everybody. Do what you do right thoroughly, pray over it heartily, and leave the results to God. Because the Word of God is not bound by time and space, my ineptness, Satan, or a Christless culture. Here's a third thing, a glorious work. Here's the third reason you and I need to keep going. Don't let anybody interrupt us. I love that story you started with, as I was saying before I was interrupted. It's the hard work, but the joyful work of evangelism. Keep going on the text. Verse 10, therefore, having spoke about his gospel and the fact that he was in chains for the gospel, but the word of God was not chained. Look what he says next, verse 10. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect. Don't choke on that word, whatever you do. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect. If I want me to quote Spurgeon, I love Spurgeon. He said this, I'm glad that God loved me before I was born because if he, he would never love me after I was born. <laughs> Aren't you glad Christ 
chose you before the foundation of the world, and you're one of his elect. Paul says this, Therefore I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Let me kind of condense this time's going. Paul's suffering for souls. Just that's the point, right? He says, I'm suffering for souls. I'm chained. The word of God's not chained. I'm enduring this situation where I'm treated like an evildoer, a common criminal. We know he suffered, didn't he? Read his second letter to to Corinthians, shipwrecked, beaten, naked, hungry, get down the list. Lost friends, gained enemies, imperiled his life, suffered imprisonments, was targeted by Satan on several occasions. But here's what Paul's saying, it's worth it. It's worth it if I'm the means of saving souls. Now, he introduces the doctrine of election but God has means to saving the elect. And that's evangelism. That, that's servants of God willing to suffer. That's the message here. Listen to this. Listen to the logic. The elect. Who are the elect? I think we can all agree on this. Let's just leave Calvinism and Arminianism aside. I hope you can agree with this definition. The elect right now are those whom God has chosen unto salvation who are not yet saved, but who will be saved. Amen? You agree with that? I I can't see any other way to define elect. The elect are those whom God has chosen who are not yet saved, but who will be saved. But they cannot be brought to Christ without preaching. That's Romans 10. How will they hear without a preacher? How beautiful are the feet of those that go into the world with the gospel. But here's the other point. And most faithful preaching can never take place without suffering. It's going to cost you to be a preacher of the gospel. It's going to cost you physically. It's going to cost you emotionally. It's going to cost you financially. It's going to cost you relationally. Paul admits that. Therefore, I endure all things. Why do you go through all this, Paul? Why do you put it up with it all, Paul? Because I want to see people saved. And there's people God's going to save. And I've got to stay at the post. I've got to blow the trumpet. I've got to stand the wall as the watchman. I've got to go out among the flock. I've got to find the lost sheep. He understands his responsibility in the light of divine sovereignty, that they may obtain salvation. Listen to what one writer says. What would have happened if Paul had not endured? If he, like Demas, had proved a traitor to the gospel, humanly speaking, the elect would not have heard the good news. And the stream of truth would have been dammed up at its source. So here's the question. Will you and I be faithful? That's the question. We know that the elect will be saved. We know that the redeemed will be gathered in. We know that the church will be built. Regardless of what's going on in our time, it'll happen. That's not the question. The question isn't, will the elect be saved? Because we know the answer to that question, they will. 
The question is, will you be faithful enough to be the means in God's hands of saving them? That's the question. That means preaching when you're tired. That means pushing past discouragement. That means facing criticism and censorship, but still living for the glory of Christ. That means bearing the gospel's reproach by society. That means upsetting the status quo in your church so that souls can be saved and the door can be as wide open as possible. That means believing God in the face of even your own unbelief and discouragement. That means risking your reputation, your wealth, and your health. That's what that means. And the, fo- the issue this morning is, will the pastors and their families of Tampa Bay stand up and say, I'm willing to endure for the sake of the elect? Let me tell you a story. Martin McCartland, back to Northern Ireland. Remarkable double life. He was, his double life wasn't even known to the mother of his own two children. He was in the Irish Republican Army, a terrorist group, trying to sever Northern Ireland's ties with the United Kingdom. He was a trusted intelligence officer, an integral member of an active terrorist unit. But he was also a double agent for the British. He was known as Agent Carroll. By night, he helped plan bombings and shootings. By day, he passed on that information to the British forces to try and help them stop the atrocities. He was later discovered by the IRA to be an informant. So they took him to West Belfast to interrogate him, which would be long and ugly. Death would come as a relief. In the middle of it, with his head in a hood, um, tied up, remembering roughly where he was in the room, asking if he could relieve himself, getting up from the seat, he bunny hops through the window of this house he's in, doesn't realize he's three stories up in an apartment complex, and he plunges to the ground. Thankfully, the RUC and the British Army were looking for him, and they rescued him before they got him again. He then is whisked away to England where he lives undercover, but the IRA finds him later on, shoots him six times. He survives the assassination attempt. Fascinating story. And it's all written in a book called 50 Dead Men Walking. 50 Dead Men Walking. Because of what he did, because of what he risked, because of what he went through, 50 soldiers, policemen, and civilians were alive because of the information he passed on at great cost. Oh, when the chapters of our life are bound into a book, I hope it's 20 dead men walking. I hope it's 50 dead men walking. I hope it's 100 dead men walking. I hope it's 1,000 dead men walking. Men who were once in their sin who are now made alive to Jesus Christ because of your faithfulness. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Pastor Philip DeCourcy and the message he gave to our pastors at Pastors Appreciation Day last week at Armature Works. If you support this type of preaching and you pray that God's Word will go forth, then the favorite ministries you listen to here on Faith Talk could use your prayers and your support. Learn more at letstalkfaith.com. More with Pastor Philip DeCourcy next here on Faith Talk.
the Constitution, and the rule of law are under attack. Radical socialism, illegal immigration, racial divides, abortion, all threatening the bedrock of our nation as the far left wages war against America's soul. Join Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, and Dennis Prager for intelligent answers to these assaults on our nation. Don't miss the War for America's Soul tour with Hugh Hewitt. You know, if they were focused on the skyrocketing costs of prescription drugs, I think the American people might trust their presidential candidate. Mike Gallagher. Bombshell! Russia collusion! Bombshell! He's a racist! Bombshell! Here comes a reception! Bombshell! Ukraine! And he just keeps chugging along. And Dennis Prager. Was this senior U.N. environmental official a liar? I don't think so. I think he was a hysteric. Thursday, November 7th, at the Palladium in St. Pete, the War for America's Soul Tour. VIP opportunities available. Get your tickets today. TheAnswerTampa.com. Sponsored by Auto Glass America. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50+. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-340-5765. 1-800-340-5765. That's 1-800-340-5765. Nothing is more important than protecting your family and property. That's why you should make a free call right now to Vivint, the number one smart home services provider in the U.S. Vivint will make your home safer and more secure with a state-of-the-art system that's so simple to use. Vivint smart home specialists provide award-winning monitoring of your system 24-7, 365 to respond to any emergency, even when you can't. And with the 4.5-star rated Vivint smart home mobile app, control your entire house from anywhere. Locks, cameras, security system, all at your fingertips on your mobile device. Call Vivint now and get a free quote, professional installation, and full smart home service for as little as $2 per day. Equipment purchase or service agreement required. Conditions apply. Call now. A smart home is a safer home. So protect your family and your property, home or business, with a Vivint smart home system. Call 800-311-6855. 800-311-6855. That's 800-311-6855. 800-311-6855. Hi, I'm Sandra. And I'm Catherine. And we are so excited to be able to continue with our radio show, Vacation Nation Radio, on Faith Talk 570 and 910. Vacation Nation Radio is where we celebrate all the great places that await you on your next getaway. And isn't it about time for another one of those? Don't miss a moment. Of Vacation Nation Radio. Saturday mornings at 7. On Faith Talk AM 570 and 910. Bible Line with Pastor Ralph Yankee Arnold. They don't know the Son. They don't know the truth of the gospel, how to be saved. They don't know God loves them. So God manifested it to us. But where does it say in the Bible that God hath commanded the light to shine out of darkness? Bible Line, weekday mornings at 10 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com. 
And Bill Carl, it's been a pleasure to be with you this hour. In for Bill Bunkley here on Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. Bill will be with us in the 4 o'clock hour, and we will just finish up here with Pastor Philip DeCourcy and the message he gave to our pastors last Thursday at Armature Works. Just a powerful speaker for the Lord. Here's my final thought. I know time's gone. A glorious welcome. Glorious welcome. This is the fourth reason. This is verses 11 through 13. This is the promise of eternal reward. This is God's final benediction on our lives. This is one of the faithful sayings, verse 11, of Paul. Usually when Paul uses that phrase, he's using it to summarize a doctrine or emphasize something important. So he's really saying, hey, What I'm about to say, Timothy, is extra important. This is a faithful saying. If we died with him, we shall live with him. If we endure, we shall reign with him. If we deny him, he'll deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Timothy, I've talked about my gospel and how I'm suffering from my gospel. I'm in chains, but I want you to know they can't chain the gospel. And I want you to know I'm happy to be chained. I'm happy to suffer because of what it results in. The elect get saved. They obtain salvation through my word and through my faithfulness. And so, Timothy, I want you to be aware of that. And having spoken about cross-bearing, I want to just, as I close in this thought, I want to speak about crown-wearing. We go from cross-bearing to crown-wearing. I want you to know that our present sufferings, mine included, will give way to future glory. And he says, Timothy, I want you to minister with a robust eschatology. Eschatology is just a big theological term from the doctrine of the last things, the second coming, the rapture, the judgment seat, the millennial kingdom, the eternal state. Timothy, he's saying this, and here's what's interesting. In a day when we're downplaying the importance of prophecy in the church, and many pastors are happy to sit on the fence. Well, you're an amillennialist, you're a premillennialist, I'm a panmillennialist, it'll all pan out in the end. I think that's atrocious, to be honest about it. I'm sorry. The fifth of the Bible's prophecy, you better make your mind up what that fifth of the Bible means. Because it's going to be the backdrop against which you minister. Every sermon you preach, you're thinking about the judgment seat of Christ. Every wedding you do, you're thinking about the marriage supper of the Lamb. Every sacrifice you make, you're thinking about the fact that someday our suffering is not to be compared with the glory that awaits us. And that's what Paul's getting across here. I'll have to say more, but I I won't. Other than this, by the way, can I just tease you with this idea that we misread verse 13? If we are faithless, he remains faithful. I, I think that is saying, you know what? Look at verse 12. If you endure, you'll reign with him. If you deny him, that's a present tense denial. That's a continuing denial. This isn't a lapse like Peter. This is apostasy. This is turning from the faith. This is denying the faith. Here's what this text is teaching. If you go on to continually deny him, apostatize and leave the faith, he will deny you. And if you prove to be faithless in that manner, he will be faithful to the word to deny you. That's the promise of judgment on the apostate. And against the backdrop of faithlessness and apostasy, 
Paul says, hey, Timothy, be faithful. Because in the end, it will be worth it. Look at those phrases, eternal glory, verse 10. Living with Christ, verse 11. Reigning with Christ, verse 12. The Christian endures knowing that what is is nothing to be compared with what will be. Let's remember that. Let's um, live with eternity in mind. Let's, as Martin Luther says, I live this day for that day. Live in the expectation of a future reward. Won't you be glad in the future that you suffered faithfully in the present? Don't throw your crown away. Don't diminish your reward at the judgment seat of Christ for some momentary relief. The applause of men, the embrace of the culture. Don't do that. Cross-bearing will give way to crown-wearing. A couple of years ago, I was sitting across from a pastor in Ohio. He told me about a time he had just gone through in his church. It was a really difficult time, hard he was pretty discouraged. Kind of told me the story blow by blow. It affected him health-wise. Actually, during that time, he had a perforation of his small intestine. Had to be removed because of the stress he was under. But you know what? He, he gathered up a smile, and I'll never forget this. Just looking across the table, he said to me, it takes guts to be a pastor. 13 inches of guts. Man, it does take guts to be a pastor. It really does. But all my brothers and sisters, endure. You've got reasons to continue. The reality of the resurrection, the unstoppable nature of the gospel and God's kingdom, the joy of soul winning, the promise of eternal reward. That was Pastor Philip DeCourcy, and if you were inspired by that message, you were not alone. I would say at least 500 pastors last week were right there with you as he shared that message at our 2019 Pastors Appreciation Day event at Armature Works. He's a tremendous minister, and we have a lot of great pastors in our community. I pray that you support yours fully. Bill Bunkley is coming up next here on Faith Talk. David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Conservatives' message was individual liberty and limited government, but it's been narrowed to a defense of capitalism and free markets. This message is a dead end for younger voters especially. Young people view both government and markets with suspicion, but they think government is fairer. Having lived through 2008, facing student debt, wage stagnation, lower-paying jobs, they dislike the harshness of markets. A 2017 Pew poll found that 57% of younger Americans want a, quote, bigger government with more services, which is what liberals offer. There's a larger point to conservatism than just free markets and capitalism. Young people love individualism and resent being told they have to wear helmets and pads through life. They can still be reached with a message of individual liberty and limited government, which is where conservatives need to begin. I'm David Davenport. Religious liberty is under attack. Alliance Defending Freedom is on the front lines of defense. Click on the banner at townhallreview.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. 
News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Ron DeRockstrom. British lawmakers reject the government's fast-track attempt to pass its Brexit bill within days. Legislators voted against the timetable that gave the House of Commons just three days to debate the European Union's withdrawal agreement bill. Prime Minister Boris Johnson had threatened if lawmakers didn't approve the plan, he'd pull it off the table and call for general election. No word from Downing Street on Johnson's next move. Senator Lindsey Graham is backing up the president's choice of words when it comes to describing the House's closed-door impeachment process. Graham tells reporters the president's tweet describing the impeachment by House Democrats as a lynching is pretty well accurate. Describing what's going on in the House as a sham and a joke, Graham told reporters here at the Capitol, quote, This is a lynching in every sense. This is un-American. Sidestepping racial sensitivities about the choice of words, Graham said lynching is, quote, somebody taking the law in their own hands and out to get somebody for no good reason. Bob Agnew, Capitol Hill. Former President Jimmy Carter back at the hospital after another fall at his home in Plains, Georgia. This time he fractured a pelvis. 95-year-old Democrat had his first accident in the spring when he had to have a hip replacement surgery. Then earlier this month, another fall required 14 stitches. The presidents of Turkey and Russia meet in the Black Sea resort town of Sochi today on the day a ceasefire deadline in northern Syria between Turkish troops and the Syrian Kurd fighters was set to expire. BBC correspondent Sarah Rainsford. It seems that the, the talks are uh, coming to a close. Uh, they appear to have gone on for some two and a half hours here uh, in Sochi. This is uh, President Putin's official residence on the Black Sea coast. So a fairly relaxed setting for what he has described going into these talks uh, as an acute situation uh, that uh, he said, Mr. Putin said, uh, Russia and Turkey uh, very much needed to talk about. And the Kurdish fighters have completed their pullout from that zone. News and analysis at townhall.com. One year ago, my book, Gold is a Better Way, became a national bestseller. It remains at the top of the charts today. Since that time, gold is up more than $300 per ounce. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I teach investors about gold. Now, you can buy my book or, even better, watch my latest video presentation right now for free. It's called The Great Devaluation. It was seen live by thousands at my annual gold summit and explains how central banks have lost control, why stocks and bonds are set to collapse, and why gold will soar to $5,000 per ounce in the next few years. People are calling it the best presentation on gold they've ever seen. Just text the word GOLD to 49776. I'll send it to you right now, no questions asked. Text the word GOLD to 49776. Text the word GOLD to 49776. We promise to add massive value before ever asking for your business. Text the word GOLD to 49776. Some workers are making adjustments in the era of Me Too. The Me Too movement has focused the nation's attention on sexual misconduct. A new poll by the APNRC Center from the software company SAP shows about a third of American workers say they've changed how they act at work in the past year. The poll finds American workers view the Me Too movement more favorably than unfavorably, 45% versus 27%. Half of women had a favorable opinion compared with 4 in 10 men. The World Series begins tonight in Houston as the Astros host the Nationals game one of the best of seven series. Garrett Cole takes the hill for Houston against fellow ace Max Scherzer, who at 19-0 and in his last 25 starts, including three wins in the playoffs. No pitcher has ever won 20 in a row in a single season. Meanwhile, the NBA opens their season tonight with two games. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. We are-
We're here to give you strength between Sundays. You feel like you're going backwards, but I'm telling you that the same God who raised Jesus from the dead is working in your life. We're here for you. Faith Talk AM 570, AM 910, online at Let's don't miss the 2019 St. Pete YMCA Mayor's Prayer Breakfast, an inspirational morning bringing our community together in prayer and the spirit of unity. Take part in prayer led by community faith leaders and an inspiring address by Emmy-winning actress and author Sonia Manzano from Sesame Street. Mark your calendar for the YMCA of Greater St. Petersburg's Mayor's Prayer Breakfast, Tuesday, October 29th at 7 a.m. at the St. Pete Coliseum. Get tickets at stpetymca.org. That's stpetymca.org. Faith Talk 570, WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. Coming to you live from the state capitol here in Tallahassee, Florida. That's right. I was up and at him very early, just very, very early this morning as we drove in to have an opportunity to uh, be a part of a committee meeting that's going to have some uh, very, very important implications for uh, children, particularly young girls here in the state of Florida. I'm Bill Bunkley. Of course, this is the Bill Bunkley Show, and uh, this is the time of year where we are also transitioning into the 2000. Uh, the 2020 legislative session in Tallahassee. That will get underway on January the 14th. But prior to the Florida-mandated 60-day session by the Florida Constitution, committees begin to meet, uh, oh, usually two or three months before the session begins. Now, this year, the um, legislature is going to be meeting primarily in Uh, January and February, and we'll wrap up uh, probably about the first week in March. And that's because it's in an even year. In an odd year, uh, that's when the legislature doesn't meet until March. And um, uh, March and April um, is um, when it meets, and then we get out in early May. But uh, today we had a very important bill that I'm going to talk about in just a moment. It is the parental consent for a minor wanting to receive an abortion here in Florida. We'll tell you uh, why I'm supporting this bill and uh, a little bit, of, little bit about the committee meeting that I just left uh, over on the Capitol to be with you. Let me say thank you to Bill Carl uh, for those of you just joining us in the second hour on our answer stations I was uh, in the committee meeting uh, supporting this bill. I want to give a shout-out to our morning host uh, on Faith Talk Radio, Bill Carl, who uh, sat in for me during the first hour today. For those of you listening on Faith Talk, you know that uh, Bill just signed off, and I want to thank him so much for uh, his flexibility as uh, from time to time uh, there is a little bit of a conflict that we have to work with, and I so appreciate uh, him being willing to uh, help us out. Well, there's a lot going on in the world today. We're going to be keeping an eye over the next few hours of uh, the end of the ceasefire or the pause in Turkey. See exactly what's going to be the next move by the parties involved, particularly the Turks and then the uh, Syrian. 
uh, forces. And, of course, there's militias there as well in support of Turkey. But um, we're going to be also talking about uh, another piece of Florida legislation on today's show. Uh, That is uh, a bill that was before a a Senate committee yesterday, and uh, that was uh, because the uh, suspension of the Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel uh, over the shooting at the school. He was suspended by Governor Rick DeSantis. The Senate uh, did their own investigation into not only the shooting, but the process. And the uh, attorney, who's a former member of the Florida House of Representatives, uh, a member who is uh, an expert in Robert's Rules of Order, uh, he uh, presented a finding to the Florida Senate that Mr. Israel should be reinstated. Well, I'll tell you a little bit uh, how that went uh, coming up on today's program as well, as uh, many parents had made their way up from Broward County to Tallahassee, and um, a lot of them uh, did not and do not want to see Scott Israel reinstated as the sheriff of Broward County. We'll also talk about NASA. NASA has announced a date that humans will be walking on Mars. They've got a landing date in mind. We'll talk about that and talk about space travel. And uh, probably coming up next hour, Believe it or not, there are witches, witches, uh, thousands of witches, according to uh, a couple of reports, and they are planning to cast a spell on President Trump on October the 25th, I believe. We're going to have a chance to talk about that story as well and more on the Bill Bunkley Show. I want to remind you that um, our phone lines are open, and uh, we would be happy to uh, entertain a conversation with you. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Also, if you'd like to uh, recommend the Bill Bunkley Show to a friend, uh, they can listen live anywhere in Florida, anywhere around the United States. In fact, uh, even if they want to deal with the time change, uh, we're on the Internet. And um, the website to go to right now is letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. And uh, when you arrive on the page, on the top of the page, you can just click on that button that says uh, listen now. And that toll-free number, 877-943-9673, is also the toll-free number that uh, you can use if you'd like to be a part uh, of the program. Well, let's talk about the legislation that uh, I came up uh, here to testify on. I'm uh, president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. I've been active uh, here in Tallahassee uh, advocating for uh, pro-family, pro-life bills. I have to look. I think it's 24 years, maybe 23. I don't think it's 25, but we'll verify that in the next day or two because I've sort of lost count. But uh, I'm here, and uh, I represent um, the uh, Southern Baptist Convention affiliate here in Florida, the Florida Baptist Convention. And uh, we have about a million Florida Baptists, about 3,000 churches. And so um, they are very, very keenly interested uh, in legislation that uh, deals with, uh, well, pro-life. Uh, deals with uh, homosexuality, uh, gender issues, 
deals with uh, the family, uh, deals with religious liberty, uh, foster care, adoption, all sorts of issues that we monitor. And in a day or two, I'll uh, uh, be giving you the um, opportunity to go to our new totally revised website and you're going to find that if you want to follow legislation in Tallahassee, there's a lot of tools that have been added, and uh, we're going to invite you to take a, desk, a test drive, so we'll tell you about that in just a couple of moments. Well, we are right now in the committee process in Tallahassee. To remind you on how a, an idea becomes a law, we have 120 members of the Florida House of Representatives. In the opposing chamber, or the chamber across from the Florida House chamber, we have the Florida Senate. Now, both of these are not to be confused with the United States House or the United States Senate. In the Florida Senate, we have 40 members. If you were to look at your voter registration card, and I'm uh, hopefully 100% sure that all of you, unless you've, you know, you could be, uh, you know, a felon, that hasn't fulfilled their obligation, the state of Florida and others. But by and large, if you're listening, I hope that uh, you have registered to vote. And on that card, you'll have representative um, references to your different uh, uh, people that represent you at various forms of uh, government. And so um, we're talking about your Florida state senator, and we're talking about your Florida House of Representatives member, Uh, Those are two people that represent you in Tallahassee. And, in fact, on our new website, uh, we're going to have um, a section dedicated to uh, kitchen table lobbying. And so when uh, you either get one of our alerts from the commission or you hear me talking about a bill here, if it is a piece of legislation that uh, so moves you to um, call, write, or email your representative or your senator, Uh, We're going to have that right at your fingertips on how you can do that. Well, in the committee process, any bill that's going to become a law first gets introduced by a member. Uh, In this case, um, a bill has to go through the committee process in the Florida House. A bill of the same subject uh, has to go through the committee process in the Florida Senate. Sometimes as it goes through the process from committee to committee, a bill could be assigned one committee. It's unusual, but it happened today. It could be assigned three committees. Or what we say is if leadership really wants to love a bill, well, if you file a bill and it has six committees to go through, well, chances are that love that came down from the leadership isn't really love at all probably gives you a signal that leadership's not really excited about the bill and uh, there's just not enough time between now and January and during January to really accomplish six meetings unless you have a chance to get leadership to change their mind. So we're in the committee process. The bill that I want to reference to you uh, to pray about as well is House Bill 265. There's actually two bills. House Bill 265. That is um, a bill that has been sponsored by um, Representative Erin Grawl, G-R-A-L-L. She's a mom and also a very, very competent attorney and uh, 
very articulate when it came to this bill. This is uh, a request to change Florida law from notification of an abortion uh, to a parent or guardian to requiring that the parent or guardian um, gives their consent. Now, when we come back, we're going to tell you why I believe this bill is very important, why I was here in Tallahassee today to be in committee uh, and uh, going on the record to support this bill uh, because um, of the risks uh, that are inherent with uh, any major medical procedure and having a physical abortion and also I believe having a chemical abortion that um, that takes place while you have uh, left the uh, abortion office. Uh, all, both of those, uh, I believe, uh, probably aren't regulated and monitored as much as they should. Now, as a mom or a dad, uh, we're going to take a break here in a moment, and uh, I will take your questions. But as a mom or a dad, we are responsible for our children. In some cases, it could be a guardian. some cases, it could be a foster mother or a foster father. But uh, we'll also tell you about some of the provisions in the bill. Should the pregnancy had been initiated uh, by illegal activity, uh, possibly a family member, uh, there are opportunities uh, for the, uh, the young underage girl uh, to then uh, go to the judicial process here in Florida obviously, so she can bypass possibly uh, getting consent from uh, individuals that might have been responsible for her pregnancy to begin with. Going to take a break from Tallahassee. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. Probably one of the most important bills um, that I'll be following in Tallahassee. We'll tell you why, and we'll also tell you how much the leadership really does love this bill. And uh, I'm not being sarcastic. I mean that in a real way. We'll give you a little bit of an education on uh, the legislative process and uh, make you a better citizen as you are monitoring legislation here in Tampa. I'm Bill Bunkley. This is the Bill Bunkley Show. We're, of course, coming to you live from Tallahassee. A little bit uh, of a rainstorm that we came through this morning. But I want to tell you, when I left 80 degrees, a lot of humidity at uh, 530 or so this morning in Tampa. Well, it's 80 right now in Tallahassee with no humidity, and it feels like fall. It is nice. I'm Bill Bunkley. Be right back, live from Tallahassee. Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020, for a week of Christian fellowship and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855-565-5519 to join us, or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. Don't miss the Deeper Faith Cruise, departing August of 2020. Log on today at letstalkfaith.com and click the Deeper Faith Cruise banner. 
This is a solicitation of insurance by eHealth, an insurance agency offering plans from different insurance companies, no government or Medicare affiliation. The described coverage is not available in all counties or cases paid after portrayal. Hi, I'm Dave Nemeth. And I'm Barbara Niven. You may have seen us on television talking about an all-in-one card that has the Medicare community talking. The one that gives you coverage for hospital care, doctor visits, prescription drugs, in many cases, even eyeglasses and dental care. For a monthly price that some people find too good to be true. Except it is true. One card, one company, one complete package of Medicare benefits designed to help you get well and stay well. Now that's something worth talking about. Watch your mailbox or learn more online at onecardnow.com. That's onecardnow.com. Please don't put this off. It's too important. Visit onecardnow.com for free information with no obligation. That's onecardnow.com. Sundays at noon, listen to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, pastor of Mission Hill Church. If I want spiritual growth to happen in my life, it doesn't just happen by accident or by sitting in a church pew. I've developed spiritual disciplines and and healthy habits. I I have to make a choice. I, I have to choose. I have to be purposeful if I want to live according to God's purpose. Sundays at noon on Faith Talk, AM 570, 910, and streaming at letstalkfaith.com. Hey, Bill Bunkley here. We are live in Tallahassee this afternoon, and uh, I want to remind you that we've got a very special segment coming up bottom of the hour. You know, many of us are living longer. Many of you are living longer. And the question is, how have you planned for your financial future? How have you planned for extra longevity? Well, I've got an expert that's going to be joining me and looking forward to not only today, but a series of opportunities to help you think about your future, think about living longer, and how do you prepare your financial house for that? Robert Smith will be joining me, bottom of the hour, financial associate with the Southern Region of Thrivent Financial. And uh, you might want to have a pencil and paper for that uh, when we get to that segment. It's going to be very interesting indeed. So let's get back uh, to the legislative process here in Tallahassee. If you're just joining me, I'm broadcasting live. Uh, was there in the Health and Human Services Committee, the Florida House of Representatives, to support uh, House Bill 265. Well, House Bill 265, uh, to give you a follow-along lesson in the few minutes we have before the bottom of the hour, this is a bill that passed the entire House last year. It was a bill that was fully debated in many committees last year. Now, we're in the process of uh, your state representatives in Tallahassee. They have to run for election every two years. Now, we're midway through that two-year term. So what that means is the legislators that are here in Tallahassee also served last year. So because of that, this bill passed the Florida House, unfortunately, it was left stranded by the Florida Senate, something that we certainly do not hope uh, that occurs this year. So what we have is a bill that was only assigned one committee. And what I mean by that is uh, the Rules Committee will take a look at every bill that's filed. They will consider what could be an impact to the bill. Is it an agricultural bill that goes to the Agricultural Committee? Is it an insurance bill that goes to a banking committee? 
uh, is an abortion bill that goes to health committee. So we have an early signal from the leadership in the Florida House, the Florida House and Senate, uh, is led by a majority of the Republican Party, and so uh, the Republican leadership is uh, who I'm referring to. And so this uh, parental consent for abortion, uh, which was a packed house in the committee meeting today, uh, sort of evenly sparsed out. Many of us on the pro-life side, you had many on uh, Equality Now, uh, NOW, um, uh, certainly folks with uh, Planned Parenthood, Um, but the bill only has one committee stop. That committee was today. Now, keep in mind, we're only in the second or third committee week, and uh, quite frankly, every year there are a lot of reports that comes in from the various state agencies, and their representatives will come to the early committee meetings, and though there's a few bills that are considered, and voted up or down in that committee, most of what we're, we're dealing with is reports, not this committee. This committee, the uh, bill was scheduled, and uh, today the committee took up the bill, and it passed. And the reason why I can tell you that this bill has a lot of love, it's only been assigned one committee. So instead of another committee next week, the committee after and after that, this bill now, as of passing today, is now ready to go straight to the floor of the Florida House of Representatives. And uh, what that means is in January, the 14th day of January, that's a Tuesday, during that week, uh, certainly the following week, I would suppose, this bill is going to be sitting waiting for the entire chamber to vote on it again. Um, I don't have the votes from last year, but the votes will probably be, be the same. But the Florida House is uh, leadership is so behind this bill, uh, it will pass out very quickly, and it will go to the Senate very quickly, giving them a signal from day one that there's strong support for this bill. Then it will be, and by the way, Jose Oliva uh, from uh, the Miami area is uh, Speaker of the House right now, and it's under his leadership that is uh, firmly uh, supporting uh, the pro-life aspects of that, and then it will go to the Senate. And if you live in the Sarasota Braden area, you know the name Bill Galvano, a former state representative, uh, current senator, and president of the Senate. So I would tell all of you down in that area, it's not too early to begin calling, writing, or email um, President Galvano's office and ask him to please schedule, have his assistance. Uh, his rules committee to schedule this bill to move forward. Now, right now in Florida, we have parental notification, which means uh, parents just need to be notified. But I want to remind you of a couple things. First of all, if your uh, son or daughter is going to require an aspirin, if they're going to have to get their ears pierced, or if they're going to have any other major medical attention, guess what? There has to be a consent form. So there's no doubt that the complications that could arise with an abortion um, certainly rise to the level that uh, uh, the abortion clinic uh, certainly needs to meet minimal standards for a medical surgical clinic. And um, 
parents need to know. I was personally, uh, years ago, uh, one of our local doctors that I recruited OBGYNs to give testimony uh, in Tallahassee. That's how long we've been working on this legislation. Um, During the period when he was uh, coming up to Tallahassee to testify, he had one of those horror stories. And that was, uh, I believe it was a 14, 15-year-old little girl. It might have been 16. She went in for an abortion. Her parents did not know she was in for that medical procedure. The procedure was botched. Uh, her um, One of her female organs was um, severely damaged. It caused a lot of bleeding. And uh, she had to be rushed to the hospital. The hospital back then was University Community Hospital there on Fletcher. And so uh, my friend and the doctor was the one that received her and found out that her parents had no idea she had gone for an abortion. He had to call the parents. In fact, they were, they were just, you know, they were shocked. They ran to the hospital. And what happened was is that the damage was so uh, widespread this 14, 15, 16-year-old had to have a hysterectomy. And so, um, though that's kind of a tough story to share on the air, want to tell you that why we believe that there should be uh, consent of a parent or a guardian, it's very important, and it's a very sober conversation to have. That's why I also support legislation that uh, abortion clinics need to have um, um the rights at a local hospital and instead of telling uh, a patient to take an aspirin to go home and call their doctor i believe they need to be more involved just like any other doctor would be involved so uh, we were here we supported the bill it passed today and uh, so now we're going to look forward to helping it along in the senate well it's very important to plan your future and i can tell you that a lot of things may come up that you don't plan for But uh, Robert Smith is going to be here in a minute. He's with Thriving Financial. We're going to talk about uh, your longevity longevity and how to plan for it. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. British lawmakers vote for Prime Minister Boris Johnson's Brexit deal, but not for his timetable. And rather than hammer the deal through, Johnson says he'll pause the legislation until the EU had decided whether to agree to delay Britain's departure October 31st. European Council President Donald Tusk is consulting with European leaders on Britain's request for the extension through January 2020. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell calling President Trump's use of the word lynching to describe the House closed-door impeachment investigation unfortunate. McConnell said that given the history in our country, I would not compare this to a lynching. Russian President Putin called Syrian uh, Syrian President Assad to inform him about the provisions of a deal that he has struck with Turkey along that border. This is SRN News. Did you know the human body does not make its own vitamin C? That's right. That's why it's critical to supplement your diet with a good source of vitamin C every single day. Aquapowder's vitamin C is a safe, effective, and delicious way to get the powerful vitamin C your body needs. And it's easy. Just mix with water and drink. Feel more energy, boost your immune system, and fight free radical damage. 
The secret is that Aqua Powders Vitamin C combines nature's most potent forms of vitamin C, including Acerola Cherry, to deliver 2,000 milligrams per serving. That's real protection. And Aqua Powders Vitamin C is available on Amazon. That's spelled A-Q-U-A-P-O-W-D-E-R-Z. Vitamin C is one of the best things you can do for your health, and Aqua Powders is one of the best ways to get vitamin C. So go to Amazon now and get your Aqua Powders Vitamin C today. And remember, Aqua Powders transforms water into wellness. National competition for your business is eating away at your customer base faster than you can keep up. It's as if they have a back room of digital marketing minions swallowing your customers one by one. And it's not a pretty sight. What if you could beat them with your own minions? You need Salem Surround, a full-service digital agency with all your digital marketing under one roof. When a potential customer searches for your product, do they find your business or the competition? Is your contact information accurate and everywhere it should be to reach today's digital consumer? Does your website have all the right tools to turn visitors into leads? We've got some solutions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to help get your message in front of today's digital audience. We'll help deliver customers by putting your business message in the right place at the right time. Don't just invest in a marketing strategy. You need to surround your target audience. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers. Weekday mornings at 6. Join Pastor Steve Kreloff for Verse by Verse. See the holiness of God. Look at the holiness of God. You look at the holiness of God and the purity of Jesus Christ, the purity of God the Father, God the Spirit, and you will hate your sin. Listen to Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff, weekday mornings at 6 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com. So, who's going to do what? Flashlights? Nowhere to be found. Emergency supply kits? Not packed. What about blankets? We have an old towel. Cell phones? May not work. Emergency water? Not a drop. Perfect. We all know where we're meeting if we're separated. The library. Right. Jones House. The bus stop. And I'll be waiting here wondering where you all are. Great. Sounds like we don't have a plan. Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov kids for tips and information. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Bill Bunkley here broadcasting live from the state capitol in Florida. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. And, you know, of all the issues that we cover, and we cover a lot, both from uh, our local area, Tallahassee, federal, and around the world, I want to tell you that one of the most important issues we could ever talk about is your family, your financial security, and something that we may not have discussed years ago in this uh, opportunity for us to have a longer longevity. Uh, joining me this afternoon is Robert Smith. He's with Thriving Financial in Sarasota, and I'm so appreciative that he's with us today because he has been a longtime Thrivent member as well as a financial professional. Uh, he understands how important planning for the future is to one's family and, and how important having peace of mind about financial security is all about. He loves to help people, and he helps them to be wise with uh, the assets that they have or that they are accumulating, 
And uh, he's been through the situation, loving and caring for his aging parents and uh, all the critical financial decisions that go with that. When his mom developed uh, Alzheimer's, he discovered how important it was to bring the family together and establish ways uh, to avoid depleting uh, the family assets when you have to begin to cover long-term care costs. And so a lot of families are out there experiencing this. Mrs. Bunkley and I are experiencing that ourselves with uh, my mother-in-law. And so um, he has a lot of experience at life and with finances in life. He and his wife been married for 38 years. They have two married children and uh, seven grandchildren. So legacy is important to there as well as preparing for longevity. And so he's here today and in the next few weeks because he wants to help you understand that you can gain uh, financial security and uh, you can begin doing this now regardless of what age you are and uh, to be prepared when you have to walk through those important decisions for your family. Robert Smith, it's good to have you on the Bill Bunkley Show today. Well, thank you, Bill. It's a pleasure and a privilege uh, to be on the show with you. Thank you. Well, I want to ask you this. Let's just start the conversation about longevity because it's important to plan for longevity something that we're doing today it's so very important because well we're all living longer but it is something that we really didn't plan for with the mind that we have today say three or four decades ago tell us why the fact that we are living longer is important for us to plan deeper well planning for longevity as you correctly stated bill is not something that um that we were I'm instructed to do, you know, as we were being raised as kids and so on. Um, but it is definitely something that we're all becoming aware of that is a definite need um, as we're seeing the generations out ahead of us live longer. And it's definitely opening up our eyes um, to a need for a plan and a plan that helps us ensure that whether we're an individual or a couple or a family, that we have the necessary resources and plans put in place to cover all the expenses associated with living longer. And, you know, I deal with a lot of the stories about folks living longer, but quite frankly, we don't hear from a lot of financial planners, others that are involved with helping people plan for their financial future. We don't really hear a lot about planning for longevity. Talk about that. Well, again, I think part of it is just we haven't been programmed to think about it, um, you know, historically. Uh, that's my that's my feeling about it, um, but I do know that many of us, um, having been trained younger to prepare for death, have an estate plan, have a will, a trust, and or different things like that, um, those were the, kind of the normal things that have been discussed, um, how to plan for your retirement. Um, but this topic of longevity has not been part of the normal conversation. Um, and I think it's just been a matter of education um, coupled with comfort zones and people maybe not really wanting to discuss that topic that much. Um, but the reality of it is, is more and more of us have been getting involved in caring for loved ones as they're living longer, sometimes than normal, sometimes longer than expected, sometimes longer with a health event. And it's beginning to open up our eyes to this new need called planning for longevity. And for me personally, that was that was my mom and dad. You know, as I was, I did not even see it on the radar as I was visiting my mom and dad in, in New York State, um, as they were 
uh, getting up into their 80s. And um, But as time went by, all of a sudden I recognized, wow, I need to understand more about this because, uh, frankly, uh, I was not very well educated on the topic myself. Mm. And if you want to um, have someone who has walked through this and is an expert, I want to tell you right now that you can contact Robert Smith at 941-685-8492. That's 941-685-8492 or robert.smith at thrivent.com. That's robert.smith at thrivent.com. That's T-H-R-I-V-E-N-T dot com. Let's talk a little bit about when you have a chance to talk with somebody, and, and, and quite frankly to me, you, you pop the question, and that is, okay, tell me about your plan. What's your plan for retirement? What's your plan for your financial future? Uh, you're probably going to get a stared, uh, you know, a blank stare look, or maybe they will share with you a little bit about what they have done in that direction. Talk about that first conversation. Yeah, you you correctly stated it, Bill, that oftentimes um, when I ask the question about a longevity plan, um, there is a blank stare. And uh, often I'll receive a response of, well, I have a financial professional at such and such a bank or such and such a place. Um, And second to this is I'll receive the response of, well, I have a plan. But in both cases, what I've observed is um, often – uh, there is a desire to move on to another subject. Um, for whatever reason, people are uncomfortable um, discussing longevity and longevity planning. So oftentimes there's a kind of a deferment to move the conversation on to something else rather quickly. I would think there's a, a certain amount of experience and expertise. First of all, few people want to really think about dying. Uh, probably more people want to think about ending up in a nursing home or a lawn care, lawn care facility, and their lifelong prayer is, Lord, just take me while I'm sleeping. But at the same time, uh, these are sensitive topics. How do you handle that personally as you're, you're trying to get to know someone so you can help them? Well, there's two things. One, uh, the first one is I ask a follow-up question where I ask folks to describe their longevity plan to me. And this is for the group of folks that says, well, I've got a plan, or my financial professional has a plan, um, or, you know, somebody else has a plan. And I'll just ask them, please describe it to me. And what I do is I try to communicate genuine care and in expressing how important it is that that plan be documented so that another person can execute the plan should they ever be in a position where they're unable to. And, again, I use my personal experience. Um, My dad, very, very uh, wise man um, and uh, very well uh, grounded in how to manage finances and things of uh, of that nature, and he had done a very good job of planning for both he and my mom. But by the time I knew to get involved, I came to realize he didn't have it documented, it was in his it was in his mind and unfortunately his health event had to do with his memory and we were unable to retrieve the plan um, so we had to reconstruct the plan and so what I do is I share with people one you know could you please describe the plan to me and here's why um, I'm asking this question because we need to document it or make sure it is documented and then two uh, when people are, are, are uncomfortable 
and we're going through um, this sensitive topic, I try to help them understand that their discomfort is normal, and I try to normalize it, that what they're experiencing is normal and it's part of my responsibility you know, as a caring person who's trying to put together or make sure that they have longevity plan themselves to ask questions that are uncomfortable um, should one or both of them uh, live longer than expected. Mm. Got about three or four minutes left, and I got three or four more questions I want to get in here with my guest, Robert Smith, with Thriving Financial. You can call him at 941-685-8492. You can email him at robert.smith at thrivent.com. Now, you have an opportunity here, and I want to get these two or three questions in rather quickly. You know, sure. there are there are plans, and there are things that people can put in action now to take care of maybe extended stays, expensive things. Uh, talk a little bit about that, because I know that's a sensitive topic. Yes, sir. Yeah, the, the one, I, I, I try to help folks uh, develop a plan. Think about developing a plan that focuses more on the quality of life rather than the cost or the expense of life. You know, most people want to remain in their homes as long as possible, and uh, and most people want the best care given in different uh, circumstances uh, in life. And so what I encourage them to do is literally think about quality of life. And, uh, and then some folks, um, they think they would like to be in an assisted living facility um, later in life. I tell them, you know what, that's great. Go look and see what, what places, what professional services exist around their home, where they live. And if they don't find that those services to the level they want exist where they live, then they might want to talk with their family about uh, about locating in a place where they can get those services. Of course, we're in Southwest Florida. We're blessed with many professional services along those lines. Um, but coupled with that, with the shopping and the kind of looking for, hey, what would you want in the future? Um, I really work hard to disfuse, defuse, excuse me, misconceptions that may exist around uh, extended care events and uh, or other things that happen as, as we get older. And by and large, I, I very much encourage work with your family. Um, and encourage the family to get involved if the family, if there is a family, uh, to get involved. Robert Smith, take just about a minute. Tell us what are some of the most common adjustments that people need to look at when uh, planning for a long life. Um, I say the most common adjustment is really just getting to think more about the quality aspects, and uh, and not so much expense and cost. Uh, and think about well, if. If this or this happened, um, what kind of care, what level of care, and what what level of family involvement would you want? And then making sure that that's communicated and um, and that is planned for. That's the and biggest I, adjustment because it, it changes how you look at planning altogether. And I know family, getting together and having family to get together to do this, it's very important. And with the family involved, if that's possible with siblings and everything, that certainly really makes the process uh, much more uh, enjoyable in terms of just the fact of the family being together. My last question is, if someone wanted to get started with you uh, just in about 30 or 40 seconds, how can they contact you and uh, how how is it uh, important that they get involved with a financial professional such as you? Well, the, the number one thing I would say in answer to that question, Bill, is uh, most people don't want to be a burden to their children. I hear it over and over and over again. And the number one way 
that I find to relieve your children of a burden in the future is to make sure you have a plan and make sure it's documented and then make sure that the family knows who has the documentation on that plan. And, um, and then as far as getting started, as you, as you noted, I'm contacting myself or another CLTC-designated financial uh, professional. Uh, CLTC is a certification in long-term care. Um, again, long-term care is just a small portion of the overall longevity plan, but it is something that requires a professional to look at and make sure okay. it is accounted for in the, in the plan overall. All righty, we got a hard break. When I come back, I'll tell you how to contact Robert Smith. I'm Bill Bunkley. Be right back. Hi, this is Jim Daly, inviting you to join me in Tampa on November 13th for Focus on the Family Live. Join us for a live taping of the Focus on the Family broadcast with popular speaker and author Emily Coulson, plus live music from Aaron Schust, and more. A limited number of free tickets are available, so register today. Register for your free tickets to Focus on the Family Live, November 13th here in Tampa. Details at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, Mm -hmm. phones, Mm -hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. (laughs) Your weight is up. (laughs) You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds Mm -hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800 555 2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800 555 2085. Write it down. 800 555 2085. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast Tax. We started our company 10 years ago in an effort to help our fellow Christians experiencing tax issues resolve their matters by taking a simple three step approach. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys that specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We're also a small firm who will treat you like family, not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel. But with many advisors, they succeed. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176. And together, we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Hi, I'm Sandra. And I'm Catherine. And we are so excited to be able to continue with our radio show, Vacation Nation Radio, on Faith Talk 570 and 910. Vacation Nation Radio is where we celebrate all the great places that await you on your next getaway. And isn't it about time for another one of those? Don't miss a moment. Of Vacation Nation Radio. Saturday mornings at 7. On Faith Talk AM 570 and 910. 
You don't allow just anyone into your home, and Cornerstone Pros doesn't let just anyone join their team. Cornerstone Pros technicians are the best of the best, background checked, drug tested, and professionally trained to certify skills and dependability. Servicing air conditioners, plumbing, electrical, and generators, call 813-291-0522. For service like it ought to be, fair, fast, and friendly, call Cornerstone Pros. Thanks for listening today to Faith Talk. We'd like to introduce you to a new radio program, The Living Word with Pastor Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship. Each weekday, Pastor Danny will walk you through the scriptures, verse by verse, passionately sharing the truth and hope of the gospel for a lost and dying world. Find out more at ccfstpete.church. The Living Word with Danny Hodges, weekdays at 1030 a.m. on Faith Talk, a.m. 570, 910, and at com. Hey, welcome back. It is a Tuesday afternoon. I am in Tallahassee where the sun is beginning to set and uh, turned out to be a delightful day here in the state capitol. Hey, I wanted to uh, pass along some information again because um, what uh, my last guest was just talking about, and of course I'm talking about Robert Smith with Thriving uh, Financial, I want to tell you that so many people are not preparing, and many people are afraid to even call a financial planner like Robert because they might be a little bit embarrassed because they didn't really put anything or put enough away. You've got to start somewhere. And so and you want to start somewhere that's trusted with, with a company that absolutely is rock solid and that's thriving. So let me give you his telephone number again, and uh, he'll be glad to talk with you uh, with a free consultation. Robert Smith, uh, his phone number is 941-685-8492. 941-685-8492. You can email them at robert.smith at thrivent.com. That's robert.smith at thrivent.com. And again, we had so much to cover, and uh, usually I, you know if you listen to my program, I'll, I'll give that out two or three times at the end of an interview, and I wanted to uh, do a little housekeeping with that right now. Well, I'm in Tallahassee, and um, if you were listening early in the program, I was primarily here to offer support uh, for uh, House Bill 265, um, parental consent for abortion. It uh, passed out of the Health and Human Services Committee of the Florida House. Uh, I thought I would just take a moment to give you an idea because uh, this is committee week. Uh, this is the second of two committee weeks. Last week and this week, they were back-to-back. A lot of the attention this week is going toward what we call appropriations committees. Those are the committees that consider the requests for funding uh, in various areas of government. And you know that Florida's budget is a billions, uh, billions of dollars of a budget. And so, but give you a little idea of other things that as president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Committee, I'm monitoring on really your behalf. Uh, we have an opportunity to represent churches, uh, individuals, and so uh, I would love to be able to uh, talk to you if uh, your church would be uh, interested in having a little bit of an extended opportunity to be uh, of an influence in Tallahassee. So this is for all of us. Let me just share you a couple things. Share about a couple of things today. 
Uh, starting off uh, at 9 o'clock this morning in the Florida Senate in the Criminal Justice Committee, um, Senate Bill 170 by uh, Senator Stewart uh, that's looking at uh, the time limitation on the prosecution of sexual battery cases. Uh, sometimes the statute of limitations run out. That's a bill that we will be uh, looking at what the bill sponsor has in mind. And um, we'll also get some input from other folks uh, here uh, in the legislature. So that gives you uh, an idea of one of the other bills that I'm monitoring here today. Also in the Florida Senate, another committee, which was Health Policy Committee. They also went in at uh, uh, 10 o'clock this morning. And uh, they had a chance to hear from the Department of Health uh, uh, and uh, Department of Business and Professional Regulation about the hepatitis A outbreak across the state. Uh, That is something that's uh, important to us. And uh, the health risks related to vaping. That's right. The health risk related to vaping, Department of Health. Florida Senators had a chance to get a report from our state health department on that. Then in the Senate at 11 o'clock, Children's Families and Elder Affairs, um, we're keeping an eye on uh, proposed Senate Bill 7000, and that's the reporting of abuse, abandonment, and neglect. Those laws probably need to be updated as well with the sign of the times. And then um, we also have um, uh, the the new concept called telehealth. And now, if your youngster is at a school, chances are there might not be a doctor there, but they will sit in a confidential area with a nurse. They'll get a doctor on the other end of a video feed. And uh, there, we had a report today from uh, the Panhandle about how that's working out. Um, and, um, and also with the Franklin County Sheriff, who's sharing about how that's uh, the next step in health care. And uh, one of the the big ones in that committee was a presentation on gender dysphoria by Gilbert Smith uh, with the Department of Psychiatry uh, at the Nicholas Children's Hospital. Uh, That's one that I'm going to be reviewing on the videotape. Uh, Very important subject today. And Senator Book, uh, Senate Bill 68, a bill on homelessness. And in military affairs, I'm following one today, Senate Bill 104 by Senator Harrell. Uh, additional services for veterans and their families, and we want to take care of our military folks. So we'll have a couple of thousand bills that will be filed. I am uh, marking up the bills that are going to be the ones that we will follow, and uh, in a day or two we'll give you the website, and you will be able to go and look at the bills that I'm following and look at the status of the bills. Well, we're going to wrap up uh, this second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show live from Tallahassee. For those of you listening on our answer station, Jay Sekulow, my colleague, will be up next on AM 930 Sarasota. And I will be over on our Faith Talk stations wrapping up the third hour. That's at AM 570 all across uh, West Central Florida, AM 910 Plant City, 102.1 in Lakeland, 100.3 in Hudson. And remember, you can listen live right now at letstalkfaith.com. Click on Listen Now or download our app and listen in. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Weekdays at 1 p.m. 
Don't miss Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. The one who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not, and never did know him. For God is love. He is the originator of love, and it is an enduring attribute of his nature. Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Weekdays at 1 on Faith Talk 570, 910, and online at letstalkfaith.com. Janae's Tropicals is your one-stop shop for fruit trees, exotic tropical plants and palms, citrus, and more. Join Janae every Saturday morning at 9.30 as she shares more than 24 years of horticultural experience and hosts other green thumb experts to give you free gardening advice. Janae will teach you to live off the land and love it. Visit Janae online at tropicalfruit.com and join her every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. EU lawmakers have voted for a Brexit plan backing by 329 to 299. A bill to implement an agreement British Prime Minister Boris Johnson struck with the EU last week. In a certain way, it is an historic moment because Boris Johnson has got further than Theresa May ever did. I mean, she couldn't even get uh, approval of a so-called meaningful vote to, uh, for MPs to back, in principle, the idea of the deal that she had reached with the European Union. Mr Johnson has now gone very much a stage further, and I think he'll be rather heartened by the result. The second vote went 322 to 308 against the government. European Council President Donald Tusk says he will recommend that the EU grant Britain's request for a Brexit delay. Senator Mitch McConnell accuses House Democrats of holding up important legislation because of their focus on impeaching President Trump. McConnell says the impeachment proceedings weren't supposed to take so much time in the House. That's what they've been saying. But McConnell says ever since Pelosi allowed impeachment proceedings to go on. The only thing that seems to really inspire House Democrats these days is their obsession with overturning the results of the 2016 election. As for McConnell's claim that Democrats are holding up legislation. Well, give me a break. Minority leader Chuck Schumer says he's been making the case for months that under McConnell's leadership, the Senate has become a legislative graveyard. Bob Agnew, Capitol Hill. President Trump is comparing the closed-door House impeachment inquiry into his dealings with Ukraine to a lynching. Hogan Gidley, a White House spokesman, says that's why the word lynching is working in the tweet. He's not comparing himself to those dark. He's not comparing himself to those dark times. Let's be very clear about what he's doing. He is receiving zero due process from Democrats on the Hill. That's what he's talking about. It's very clear. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 39 points to 26,788. The Nasdaq dropped 58. The S&P lower by 10. Oil up to 54.21 a barrel. More on these stories at townhall.com. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. 
Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and the Prager Store has compiled every male-female hour since 2010. We've had topics and calls about marriage, kids, dating, intimacy, fidelity, plus every segment with my friend and relationship expert, Allison Armstrong. These segments have literally saved marriages. For a limited time, the complete collection, 10 years of male-female hour, 50% off, available on flash drives, or as a download, go to PragerStore.com. Former President Jimmy Carter's in the hospital after falling at his home in Plains, Georgia. A Carter Center spokeswoman says the 95-year-old ex-president suffered a fractured pelvis and was taken to the hospital for treatment and observation. She describes the fracture as minor and says the former president is in good spirits at the Phoebe Sumter Medical Center and looks forward to recovering at home. This is the third time in recent months that Carter has fallen. He fell in the spring and needed hip replacement surgery and fell earlier this month, requiring 14 stitches above his eye. Carter is the oldest living former president in U.S. history. I'm Mike Hempen. If they can close our plant, they can close yours too. That's the message from workers at three closed-down General Motors factories that didn't get new products under the tentative contract agreement reached last week between GM and its striking union. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters in Washington. We are here to give you strength between Sundays. We're the people. It's been given grace. And we weren't supposed to be invited in the first place. They invited us. We are here for you. Faith Talk AM 570, AM 910, online at letstalkfaith.com. Don't miss the 2019 St. Pete YMCA Mayor's Prayer Breakfast, an inspirational morning bringing our community together in prayer and the spirit of unity. Take part in prayer led by community faith leaders and an inspiring address by Emmy-winning actress and author Sonia Manzano from Sesame Street. Mark your calendar for the YMCA of Greater St. Petersburg's Mayor's Prayer Breakfast, Tuesday, October 29th at 7 a.m. at the St. Pete Coliseum. Get tickets at stpetymca.org. That's stpetymca.org. Faith Talk 570, WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsborough, 813-287-5700 or toll free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show. We're coming to you live from the state capitol here in Tallahassee, Florida. And uh, it's a nice night, as I mentioned uh, a few moments ago. I uh, just ran out to the car for just a second, and um, it is just very pleasant. And uh, look forward to uh, maybe bringing some of that weather back home tonight. Be coming back to uh, 
Uh, coming back home tonight, I guess I'll take, uh, take an opportunity to listen to part of the Game 1 of the World Series on the way home on um, XM Satellite between the Nats uh, and the Astros, though I don't plan on staying up late any of the nights to uh, take that in. But uh, it would be a pleasant ride uh, back down to um, West Central Florida, Tampa Bay area, and I hope that I will bring some of this cooler weather at least for a day or two uh, down with you. You know, as uh, the last couple of days, and a lot has been happening um, right now, I, um, I'm i going to pray for the Kurds once again. I'm going to pray for the situation there uh, on the Syrian-Turkish um, uh, border. We don't know how this, um, how the conclusion of the ceasefire or the pause is going to be. It's a little difficult getting timely information. I was just looking again to see if there was any fresh reports coming out of the region, and uh, there is not. But I, I suspect with uh, the closeness that I've been following that um, not only uh, geopolitical foreign policy decision, but the humanitarian aspects of that as well. And I think it's uh, important for us to be savvy of what's going on in the world around us. When I had a chance to talk yesterday about the new Pew survey, and if you didn't get a chance to join us for yesterday's program, the percentage of Christians in America is at 65%, according to a survey that was taken 2018 and the 2019 by the Pew Research folks. That is down 12%, as I recall, from just 10 years ago. Atheists, agnostics, and no particular religion to, to refer to, that now is at 24%. In America, we may not realize it, but we are surrounded by confused and hurting people. And as long as life is good, as long as the bank account is up, as long as our health is good. And as long as nobody's getting out of line with the family per se, hey, life is good. But when you look at all of the issues that people are dealing with right around us, before we even leave the borders of the United States of America, and you know that I have a heart for uh, foreign missions, I'm going to be talking about gospel for Asia in just a moment and the heart that I have for providing these water filters for families there in South Asia. The need is so great. But here in this country, we walk among people who know how to put on a smile in the morning, know how to go to work. And I mentioned this a day or two ago, but... um, You never know what's going on in a person's mind. You never know what's going on in their emotions. 
Now, some wear their emotions on the sleeves. I get that. But even then, you sometimes will miss how deep, deep, deep those issues are. And then how about in the will? And you know the most frustrating place to be if you're listening to the sound of my voice this afternoon is to be someone who has made a commitment for Christ, who at one point in time sincerely asked Jesus to be the Lord of their life and to come into their heart, but has ceased to follow Jesus in an upfront, close, and personal way, have come to a point in their life where they have taken back their life, there's no yielding to the Holy Spirit, and they have taken the reins of their life and their future back in their own hands. There is not a more miserable place to be than having than being a person that having experienced Jesus and invited him in your heart and then now to be distant from him and maybe in some respects you're listening because you're trying to find your way back because if you were honest you'd say Bill it I I just got into flat out rebellion Scripture is real clear to talk about the fact that as far as your mental health, as far as you've chosen to go the route of trying to achieve happiness rather than abiding in the joy of the Lord, two very different concepts about peace in a person's life, Um, if you've known that peace and you've gone astray your life is miserable scripture says one would be better off never have coming acquainted with the lord jesus never asking him in their life and just going and living the pagan secular sinful life that we believe will believe believe uh, that will lead to uh, hell for all eternity Uh, that's what the bible says and um that's what I believe. I, um, I've come to a conclusion a long time ago that it's way above my pay grade to look at the 66 books of the Bible and decide what I want to leave out and what I want to take in. So the reason why I share that is, you know, life is to be enjoyed. Life is to be in fellowship with the Lord. Now, don't confuse enjoyed with joy. That's part of the root of that word. Don't mistake that to where life is just always going to be fun and pleasurable. But when you live a life where you are not on the treadmill of the fake success in America... I want you to think back that the last time you went to a pet store. Could have been recently if you have kids. Could have been years ago. But if not, how many of you have paused and even smiled 
when you walked up to the critter section, the hamster section, and you happened to catch one of those little guys hopping on that little wheel. And I had a hamster when I was small. I would sit and watch the hamster jump on that wheel. And uh, he or she would run and run and run and run and run. And guess what? When they stepped off the hamster run, they stepped off in the same place that they got on. How many of you are running yourself ragged every day? Got to do this. Got to do that. Got to buy this. Got to have that. Got to wear this. Got to, got to, got to, got to, got to. Oh, man, look at the new car. Oh, I got to get that new Lincoln because such and such an actor is driving it. I love that actor. I got to have that car. Oh, I got to get out and buy me an orange and blue car because I'm a Gator. Oh, man, I got to get out and buy my FSU crimson color because uh, I'm a Seminole. Now, I'm not saying anything necessarily bad with that, but I'm talking about when you really get on the hamster run of life. And if you're honest, every day when you come home, you mount that lifestyle before you leave in the morning. Some of that lifestyle begins from the time the alarm clock goes off. And you're running, running, running until who knows when. And some of you, 60, 80 hours a week, uh, tied to your emails 24-7, all of that. Now, that's a personal decision. But when we look at the Pew poll and we look at people in America today, we have got to step up our game. Those of us who are born-again Christians, we have got to look to where when we're out and about where we can do acts of kindness. And I have been looked at very, very poorly when I've held the door for someone, but I will keep holding the door. And without even saying I'm a Christian or I just want to hold the door for you, you have packages, you know, if I'm going to get blown out for it, I'll get blown out for it. But we got to keep looking, we got to start looking past the smiles as Christians in America. We got to start looking past the facade that people put on. And we need to not only realize that the manifestation of Christ that people are seeing today, they're seeing Bill Bunkley. They're seeing you. They're seeing those who are known to be Christians. And I want to tell you that in many cases, that's the only Jesus people will come to know. And that is my reminder today in our in our quiet time, our small group together, is that uh, in the midst of a lot going on here in Tallahassee, a lot going on in Congress about votes on what to do with sanctions for Turkey, uh, you know, the Democrats want to send troops back in Syria, a lot is happening, and then uh, we got troops that are maybe going to be in Iraq or in the oil field, a lot going on, but you know what, it all boils down to your life and your experience today and there is a way to have peace and joy but you've got to come back home you got to come back to jesus or you got to get serious about your walk 
Phone lines are open, 877-943-9673. If you're just tuning in, I'm Bill Bunkley, host of the Bill Bunkley Show. We'll take you up to 6 o'clock. And today I'm broadcasting live from Tallahassee, Florida, our state capital. Tomorrow I'll be back in Tampa. And uh, in a moment I'll talk about Gospel for Asia. Big push tomorrow with my colleague Bill Carl. Don't go away. Be right back. National competition for your business is eating away at your customer base. Like digital marketing minions swallowing your customers one by one. You need Salem Surround. When a customer does a search, they need to find your business, not the competition. Your contact information needs to be accurate and all over the web. You need the right tools to turn visitors into leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers. The annual enrollment for Medicare is coming soon. So we're here at Health Markets, a free service to help make sure you have the right Medicare plan. Mike, there's a lot going on here. There sure is. Health Markets has invented the FIT score to instantly compare thousands of Medicare plans from national insurance companies. In minutes, folks can find out if their current plan is the right fit or if there's another plan that can provide extra coverage and help save money. Best of all, the service is free. So what Medicare benefits could people be missing out on? A lot. Plans with $0 co-pays, $0 deductibles, and $0 premiums. Plans that include dental and vision coverage or diabetic supplies, hearing aids, and more at no additional cost. With so many choices, our advice is don't go it alone when there's a free, unbiased service that can help. Go to healthmarkets.com or call 800-730-1372. That's 800-730-1372. 800-730-1372. Sundays at noon, listen to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, pastor of Mission Hill Church. If I want spiritual growth to happen in my life, it doesn't just happen by accident or by sitting in a church pew. I, I've developed spiritual disciplines and, and healthy habits. I, I have to make a choice. I, I have to choose. I have to be purposeful if I want to live according to God's purpose. Sundays at noon on Faith Talk, AM 570, 910, and streaming at letstalkfaith.com. We're back, Bill Bunkley. I'm here in Tallahassee this afternoon, and um, we have some breaking news. I do have an update from the BBC that I'll share in just a moment about um, some talks between Turkey and Syria along with the Russians. I'll get to that in just a moment. Have you, um, have you heard about our opportunity to stand beside gospel for Asia these past couple of weeks? You know that we work uh, very hard here at Salem Media, West Central Florida, to uh, bring to you quality program each and every day. We have two formats. One is our conservative talk format, very popular with conservatives, veterans, uh, those of the Tea Party. And we have uh, this channel, which is uh, our faith talk platform with uh, men and women uh, who are uh, very, very serious about their faith. Well, I have asked you, I'm asking you again, that um, have you uh, had an opportunity to personally ask the Lord if he would give you the green light to um, buy a water filter? 
to donate the funds for a water filter for a family, an extremely poor family in South Asia that doesn't have clean drinking water. A family that sometimes is going out and scooping up uh, water out of a puddle. Other families uh, in the region have to send kids for two or three hours at a time with a five-gallon bucket. That happens every day, and uh, they don't get a chance to get an education because while they're in the younger years, their lot is to, well, go go fetch water. Well, right now we got a one-time opportunity. If you would consider uh, standing with me, Bill Carl, and uh, with our station as we are standing for the Ministry of Gospel for Asia, Right now, you could call 855-898-9826. That's 855-898-9826. And you can uh, register your vote for the kingdom. A one-time gift of $30 is going to provide um, a water softening system that um, is made out of concrete and sand. It is a process that the water will come out the other end 98% pure, absolutely good for drinking and bathing. And guess what? A $30 water filter is going to last for up to 20 years. Would you ask the Lord real quick and say, hey, would you, uh, Lord, you own it all? You own my account? And, uh, Father, I know each year that I'm looking for the opportunities that you have put before us to be able to uh, uh, support your work in the gospel. Because, by the way, when you give that $30, you're also going to be having uh, one of our Christian brothers and sisters in that country talk about and share the gospel, and uh, we, you can pray for that person to be converted to Christ. Call right now, 855-898-9826, 855-898-9826. You can give securely right now at letstalkfaith.com. And Bill Carl and I will be back with you tomorrow. I'll be traveling back to Tampa tonight. Very special edition of the Bill Bunkley Show as we're going to put a big push to minister to a lot of families. We've got uh, phone lines are open, 877-943-9673. And, Jose, I couldn't catch uh, you. We've got Emily on the line. Emily, uh, hey, glad you're with us today. Welcome to the Bill Bunkley Show. You're on the air live. Hey, thanks. My first time calling. I just uh, had a comment about, can you hear me okay? About what? I didn't know if you could hear me okay. Um, oh, I yes, yes, yes. About what, back when you were talking about the hamster wheel. Yes. <laughs> you know, it kind of reminded me of not just like the whole rat race, and, you know, we all we all get into that and keeping up with the Joneses, but also we kind of do that with our faith at times. Um, we fall in and out of faith, and it kind of goes back to what you said before that about that rebelliousness. Uh, when we kind of lose our our way with Christ and we start venturing down different paths and trying different lifestyles and uh, we're kind of building up a relationship to a point, but then we tear it right back down. And we're kind of going around and around that way as well, kind of getting right back off where we started and popping on and off again. Well, you know, Emily, you brought another thought to mind, uh, and I think the Holy Spirit inspired that as well, is how often do we get on a, a hamster run when it comes to being so active in activities at church? We can be oh, so absolutely. we can be so active in this, that, and the other, and oh, praise the Lord! And veteran Christians, we know we know how to talk to talk, and uh, we we can hide. But you know, the other part of this is that we can we can be on this hamster cage for Jesus, uh, 
And yes, once we're, you know, salvation is a free gift and it doesn't require doing anything. But we do we do have some works to do afterwards. But sometimes I think because some people haven't really come to terms with allowing Jesus into every part of their life, they get so busy for Jesus at church. And then they're all worn out because they've been on a uh, on a gospel uh, hamster run. Talk about that. Right. Right. So it's our integrity where we're falling short and we're kind of. In the light, we're not uh, we're not projecting that same way that we're we're projecting in the darkness. And I tell you what, you want to have a neat witness. You you get alone and spend some quiet time with the Lord and really just listen. Don't do all the talking, listening, and ask Him to calm your life. Ask Him to give you the peace that He's in control. Ask him to give you that when that unexpected bend in the road comes around, you get the call from school, you know, Johnny Johnny was shooting rubber bands or whatever, he's in the principal's office, that you just chill and that as you go through life, I'm going to tell you, people will notice that uh, we all want to be around people who are in control and people who are yielded to Christ. And uh, your, uh, I firmly believe that your witness to other people becomes so much deeper when you just chill out and you don't have to be, you know, all that and all things to church or even the secular world. But that's just my thought that the Lord laid on my heart, I believe. That's right. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, Emily, we got to take a break, but thank you so much for being one of our listeners this afternoon. And uh, thank you, I, I, I ask you to call back uh, whenever God prompts you, okay? I sure will. Thank you. All righty. That's Emily. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. Uh, I want to give you an update. Uh, Jose, we got about a minute left. Is that where we're at? All right, let's do this. When I come back, Uh, Don't go away. I have a fresh update from just in the last 60 minutes coming to us from the BBC. Um, Headline, Turkey-Syria Offensive. Uh, The the president of Turkey and Mr. Putin have struck a deal over the Kurds. That's breaking news. I'll bring that next in the Bill Bunkley Show. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We got a minute. Okay, I thought it was a minute 19, like two minutes ago. Okay, um, let me just remind you, if you have a question or comment, you can uh, write us an email at afternoons at letstalkfaith.com, uh, afternoons at letstalkfaith.com. And to always remind you that if you've got a topic that you'd like us to talk about, something that has to do with uh, a spiritual principle or uh, even something happening uh, around our Bay Area in the state uh, or uh, around the country, you can always email, and uh, Jose is kind of the gatekeeper for that, and he'll take a look at your request and um, see if we can talk about it. Now, I'm going to take a quick break from Tallahassee. Be right back. Yet with SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Roughly a third of American workers say they've changed how they act at work in the past year as the Me Too movement has focused the nation's attention on sexual misconduct. That's according to a new poll of fuller part-time workers released Tuesday by the Associated Press NORC Center for Public Affairs Research and the software company SAP. 
poll also found that about a third of working adults say they've talked about sexual misconduct in the workplace with coworkers in the past year. The major U.S. stock indexes wavered between small gains and losses as investors weighed a mixed batch of earnings reports from McDonald's, Procter & Gamble, and other big companies. Trading was choppy for much of the day, though the moves were mostly small. The S&P 500 hovered around 3,000 within range of its all-time high set in July. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 39 points. More details at srnnews.com. The Constitution and the rule of law are under attack. Radical socialism, illegal immigration, racial divides, abortion, all threatening the bedrock of our nation as the far left wages war against America's soul. Join Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, and Dennis Prager for intelligent answers to these assaults on our nation. Don't miss the War for America's Soul tour with Hugh Hewitt. You know, if they were focused on the skyrocketing costs of prescription drugs, I think the American people might trust their presidential candidate. Mike Gallagher. Bombshell! Russia collusion! Bombshell! He's a racist! Bombshell! Here comes a reception! Bombshell! Ukraine! And he just keeps chugging along. And Dennis Prager. Was this senior U.N. environmental official a liar? I don't think so. I think he was a hysteric. Thursday, November 7th, at the Palladium in St. Pete. The War for America's Soul Tour. VIP opportunities available. Get your tickets today. TheAnswerTampa.com Sponsored by Autoglass America. The statistics are mind-numbing. Half a million people die each year from simple diseases caused by unsafe drinking water. Two billion people on Earth have no access to safely manage drinking water. Each day, 263 million people must travel more than 30 minutes daily to collect their water. Something must be done. Something can be done. And Gospel for Asia is providing a solution that you can be part of today. You can provide four biosand filters for only $120 and give fresh water to four families in Asia. Call now, 855-898-9826. That's 855-898-WTVN. Or click in at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. Hi, this is Jim Daly, inviting you to join me in Tampa on November 13th for Focus on the Family Live. Join us for a live taping of the Focus on the Family broadcast with popular speaker and author Emily Coulson, plus live music from Aaron Schust, and more. A limited number of free tickets are available, so register today. Register for your free tickets to Focus on the Family Live November 13th here in Tampa. Details at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. Chances are there'll never be an emergency ever again. But just in case, let's talk about a plan. Okay. Who is going to grab the go bag? What's a go bag? It is a bag we do not have that is filled with things we really, really need in an emergency. Guess we won't have to worry about it then. Well, this is great. <laughs> I am so glad that we don't have a plan. I know. Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov kids for tips and information. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. We're back, Bill Bunkley. I'm live in Tallahassee this afternoon. We have some breaking news. We have been praying for many, many days ever since the Sunday telephone call between the leaders of the United States and Turkey 
which began this offensive uh, in the area of the border between Syria and Turkey, where uh, many of the Kurds have uh, called their homeland. Well, when the United States backed out, that created a vacuum. That created a, a void. And let me tell you, my dear friends, that in that part of the world, when there is a vacuum or there is a void, it doesn't take long for somebody else to fill that void. And right now, as we continue to day by day look at the unfolding events all throughout the Middle East, and I will tell you that I look through those um, those events through the eyes of uh, Revelation, through the eyes of Daniel, through the eyes of what we know from what the Lord has revealed to us about what will happen as uh, the end times beginning to uh, unfold before us. It is, it is remarkable to me that as we know, we are looking at Turkey, we're looking at Iran, uh, we're looking at Russia, we also have Europe, all of these, uh, Turkey, uh, formerly Asia, um, Asia Minor, all of these entities play a role leading up to that one big last battle. Now here we have what I would say is a reconstituted Russia. I mean, they were on the brink. I mean, Reagan got them to a point where they had to give up uh, Berlin. They had to give up East Germany many, many years ago. Well, the United States abruptly pulled out. That left the void. And as I mentioned a moment ago, doesn't take long for a void to fill in. If you remember when we pulled out of Iraq under President Obama, didn't take long for Iran to move right on in and they filled that void. That's just life in the Middle East. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, and how one is perceived. Are you perceived as a strong man? Are you perceived as a strong country? Or are you perceived as a weak man or as a weak country? Are you advancing or are you retreating? I'm just sharing from my experience in those countries, sharing about the culture in those areas. That's how those people perceive the world. That's how they think. Now let's get to the breaking news. This comes to us from the BBC, reporting from the Middle East. Turkey and Russia have agreed what they have called an historic deal over military action against Kurds in northern Syria after what is described as a marathon diplomatic meeting. The two powers had both stationed troops on the Turkey-Syria border after U.S. troops withdrew from that area. Turkey launched an offensive against Syrian Kurdish militias, part of which it considers a terrorist group. 
Now Russia, and remember Russia is already allies with Syria. But Russia has also been chumming up with Turkey, especially wanting to sell Turkey military armaments. Now we're just finding out within the, within the hour, Russia and Turkey, they're going to be joining forces. They will be conducting joint patrols on the border, changing the power dynamic in the area. This deal that was just announced came just ahead of the expiration of the ceasefire between Kurdish fighters and Turkish forces, which had been brokered over the weekend by Vice President Mike Pence and our Secretary of State Pompeo. Kurdish fighters said that they had completed their withdrawal under that agreement, but the deal agreed by Turkey with Russia has effectively extended it. They have been given another 150 hours. That's because the first 150 hours has expired. They now have the same time period again, another 150 miles, and the Kurds are going to have to withdraw uh, 20 miles away from the Turkish border. That equals 32 kilometers. And this is going to be called a a, a so-called safe zone. I'm kind of reminded of the 32nd parallel in Korea. Because the Korean War was never decided. There was a halt in hostilities. And that is the status that we find today. So Russia is involved in that safe zone security zone, while we are involved with the zone between North and South Korea. The BBC is also reporting that Kurdish forces in northern Syria are dominated by the Kurdish People's Protection Units. You may hear the term, the YPG. That's a militia. That militia is considered by Turkey to be a, uh, an absolute threat right on their southern border. The deal effectively splits military control of the region between Russia and Turkey, filling a role left vacant by the United States' sudden and unexpected withdrawal. So you might be asking, why is Russia involved? Well, the BBC's point of view says that after the U.S. forces which had been allies to the Kurds fighting the Islamic State group, ISIS, when U.S. forces withdrew, Turkey's president launched a cross-border offensive on the 9th of October. Russia, reported by the BBC, allied to Syria's president, stationed troops near the border over concerns that Syria's territory was being encroached upon by a foreign power. Russia moved in. Russia plugged the the, the void. The Russian deployment had created a potential for clashes between Russia and Turkey, something the Turkish president 
and the Russian president, that's Mr. Putin, both of them had a desire to avoid that conflict. After six hours in a private meeting between the two heads of state of Turkey and Russia, they came to an agreement on a deal. Russia has agreed to allow Turkey's operation, removing the risk of conflict between the two sides. And the area in question is a 120-kilometer-long strip between the towns of Rosh-Ain and Tal Abiyad, where the Turkish operation is taking place. The Turkish president had reportedly wanted all 440 kilometers of the border to be part of the safe zone. But the statement from Russia and Turkey says that Kurdish forces will be removed from two towns, both of which lie outside the operation area. And Kurdish militias have yet to indicate whether they will agree with those demands. That's a very key point. And so... um, As we are now on the sidelines, as is being debated in the United States Senate, that is the update. So uh, it doesn't look like that we're going to have immediate hostilities. The president of Turkey had said that as soon as 150 hours were up, they were going to continue their operations. I think that was a quote from yesterday. Uh, That has been averted. And the Russians are now involved with the safe zone of which the United States had been involved uh, with up until a couple of weeks ago. Let's just pray before we take a break. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just, we, we just thank you and we love you. We ask you to forgive us of our sins. Father, we pray for peace in that region. We pray for peace for the women and the children who've had to evacuate by the, by the estimates of hundreds of thousands. Father, we just lift up you right now and ask you for the plan. What is the plan? Father, I'm still burdened by many of the refugees, by the millions that fled to both Lebanon and and Jordan, and now live in the camps in those two countries. Now we have more people on the run. They have been or will be removed from their towns. They fled with only their personal materials, what they could carry. And, Father, as I contemplate the situation, I I, I can't help but think about more tent cities being built in Iraq for the Kurds next to the Kurds that are already part of, uh, of Iraq. So I just pray for your wisdom. I do pray for a ceasefire. I, I pray for wisdom now that the balance of power has uh, been altered in country. And um, I just ask for wisdom for all parties moving forward. But uh, we just, uh, we just uh, uh, pray that hostilities would cease Uh, but again only you know father the heart of the Kurds and uh, what they will agree and what they won't agree with and father we just particularly lift up uh, those men and women who were followers of you who were part of a democratic society 
who were sort of partners, if you will, with the nation of Israel, of the two democratic-type countries in the region, with all the other countries surrounding them, led by kings or strongmen. So we ask for protection, and we ask for wisdom. Thank you, Father, that uh, you allow us to come to your throne today with this petition. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, we're going to take a break live from Tallahassee. I'm going to get ready to uh, jet myself back down uh, to uh, Tampa in just a little bit. But coming up, um, NASA has announced a date that humans will land on Mars. And we got witches by the thousands who are going to be casting a Halloween spell on President Trump. That coming up in a moment. I'm Bill Bunkley. We're live from Tallahassee. Remember, that number for Gospel for Asia. Call right now with your $30 contribution so you can provide and pray for a family to come to know Jesus and to have safe drinking water. That number is 855-898-9826. 855-898-9826. Or give it. Let's talk faith.com. I'll be right back. Are you gathering at the This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Conservatives' message was individual liberty and limited government, but it's been narrowed to a defense of capitalism and free markets. This message is a dead end for younger voters especially. Young people view both government and markets with suspicion, but they think government is fairer. Having lived through 2008, facing student debt, wage stagnation, lower-paying jobs, they dislike the harshness of markets. A 2017 Pew poll found that 57% of younger Americans want a, quote, bigger government with more services, which is what liberals offer. There's a larger point to conservatism than just free markets and capitalism. Young people love individualism and resent being told they have to wear helmets and pads through life. They can still be reached with a message of individual liberty and limited government, which is where conservatives need to begin. I'm David Davenport. Religious liberty is under attack. Alliance Defending Freedom is on the front lines of defense. Click on the banner at townhallreview.com. I have a good friend, uh, Debbie. We, we'll watch the very same movie. This is Focus on the Family Minute, and here's Cynthia Tobias explaining that we're often friends with people who have an opposite learning style than our own. And if you ask her at the end what it was about, be prepared for a detailed retelling of the story, including pieces of dialogue, everything. I'm watching her in amazement, right? And then they turn to me. So how'd you like the movie? What was it about? I don't know, it's, it was a love story. And it's a guy and a girl, and they, he was kind of a jerk. So they broke up in the middle. But at the end, they got together. It was a great movie. Really, so who played the part of the guy? I don't know, he plays on one of those sitcoms. Where was it filmed? Big city, tall buildings, snow on the ground. You didn't tell me there's going to be a quiz at the end of the movie. More from Cynthia at FamilyMinute.org. Here's Dr. Charles Stanley, keeping believers in touch with God. Everything that you are and everything that you have, your gifts, your talents, everything that you have belongs to God. Let me ask you a question. Is it not true that all that you are and all that you have, every single bit of it, 
you have to look back and see what is the source, the source of all that you are and all that you possess. The source of that is God. We are indebted to Him for every single thing. And I'll tell you the height of pride is any man or woman assuming the personal authority over their life as to how they will live, where they will go, what they will do, how much they will give. That is an assumption of pride. For help and hope from God's Word, visit In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley at intouch.org. Hi, this is Jim Daly, inviting you to join me in Tampa on November 13th for Focus on the Family Live. Join us for a live taping of the Focus on the Family broadcast with popular speaker and author Emily Coulson, plus live music from Aaron Schust, and more. A limited number of free tickets are available, so register today. Register for your free tickets to Focus on the Family Live, November 13th here in Tampa. Details at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. Thanks for listening today to Faith Talk. We'd like to introduce you to a new radio program, The Living Word with Pastor Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship. Each weekday, Pastor Danny will walk you through the scriptures, verse by verse, passionately sharing the truth and hope of the gospel for a lost and dying world. Find out more at ccfstpete.church. The Living Word with Danny Hodges, weekdays at 1030 a.m. on Faith Talk, a.m. 570, 910, and at com. Bill Bunkley here, coming to you from Tallahassee this afternoon. You know that uh, Halloween is just around the corner. And uh, in this country, there is uh, a lot of different reactions to, well, the occult, to Halloween, and to witches. And uh, large segments of the population will have great fun with that in a couple of weeks. But first of all, do you know that witches actually exist Do you know that witches cast spells on people? And are you aware of what the Bible has to say about, well, hanging out with the occult? Something that uh, you ought to really consider if you take uh, all of that just lightly as as child's play. Now, I set that up as a background uh, to talk about a story that was broke by the Washington Examiner, Jeffrey Semeno is reporting, a week before Halloween, opponents of President Trump will gather in the thousands, thousands, to cast a spell on the administration to prevent the administration from, quote, harming the country. Participants in this ritual, which has been performed regularly since Trump's inauguration, are taking particular encouragement from Democrats' recent launch of an impeachment inquiry, which they see as a sign their prayers, their efforts are working. Michael Hughes, a self-described magical thinker and activist who originated the ritual, said, and I quote, I'm willing to go on the record and say it's working. Close quote. 
The spell is crafted to bind Donald Trump and all those who abet him and is supposed to be performed during every waning crescent moon until Trump is removed from office. The ritual calls for the use of an unflattering photo of Trump, a tarot card, a stub of an orange candle, a pen, and a feather. Participants then call on the, quote, heavenly hosts, they call on demons uh, of the infernal realms, they call on spirits, they call on ancestors to bind Trump, quote, so that his malignant, malignant works may fall utterly, close quote. I want to tell you, you shouldn't laugh this off when they're praying the heavenly host, demons, spirits, spirits of ancestors. Now, against Hughes's expectations, the ritual took off and is still being performed almost three years later with this month's event likely to draw thousands of participants, a lot of witches, full-fledged witches, at small group gatherings and covens, Covens is a meeting of witches, and they are calling on the coven of covens of witches all around the world. Mr. Hughes told the Washington Examiner the spell went immediately viral and just completely exploded after uh, it posted after he posted it on Medium, promoting attention from the major news outlets. He said he thought any response to Trump's election had to do had to have an equal sense of surrealty or strangeness to break through the media and the social media. He says there's definitely thousands of people who will be praying to, well, the demons, the covens all around the world. And he says that thousands continue to to pray to, to Satan, to these entities every month. He believes it's going to have an effect in the 2016 election. So, uh, yes, I would suggest that uh, many of you might want to consider praying to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and God the Father uh, to come against, uh, you know, there, there's powers and principal, principalities. Uh, many of you have seen it in your lives with your family and um this uh, this could be a joke. It's going to be dismissed by some who don't believe in God and certainly doesn't believe in the devil. A lot of atheists, maybe some agnostics. But um, anyway, I wanted to share that story with you because I know that this audience is a praying audience and many of this audience know the aspects of um, spiritual warfare. Well, we didn't get to it, but uh, I want to tell you that uh, if uh, the Lord doesn't come, by the year 2035, and if you're still alive in 2035, you may just see, like I saw many years ago, what, in the 60s, when it was 60s, 70s, when I watched with my parents that black and white TV when Neil Armstrong landed and first set foot on the moon. In 2035, if you're alive, you may watch similar broadcast as humans land on the on the surface of Mars. 
Write that date down. Put it in your appointment book right now. That's 2035. Hey, well, thank you for being with us uh, live from Tallahassee today. I'm going to be heading in the chariot and heading back south to the Bay Area. I want to mind you, coming up next, my pastor, pray for him. He's in Israel right now. But coming up on Living Truth, today's topic, Time to Pray, Part 1. Time to Pray, Part 1. So keep your radio tuned right here. Till tomorrow at 4, I'm Bill Bunkley. God bless and good night.